It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. And crazy Corey Latham. I've been watching NASCAR and drinking beer. Race 22 Radio, your number one source, covering all your favorite late model stock car racing action. And now it's time to crank it up. Guys, we're here. Race 22 Radio is back for the third week in a row, despite the fact that Mason Dunn says that we were going on vacation after the first episode. <clears throat> but uh, we're here tonight uh, in uh, PRW Chassis Studio at Performance Center Racing Warehouse in uh, Statesville, North Carolina. And no, it has not got any nicer in here. We're waiting for Roger to really spruce things up in here. But uh, for now, it's just an old race shop, and actually, it's kind of cool that way. Um, got uh, Corey Latham here with me, and uh, speaking to Roger Johnson, he's he's not here tonight. His son was sick, uh, so he had to go home, but uh, got Corey here uh, in the house, and uh, hopefully he's uh, in a better mood than he was uh, last week at uh, his, his concert that he went to. Uh, it was fine once I got in the gate, but yeah, I didn't think we was going to make it, and I was really mad. <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you try to get there on time instead of early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got uh, Thomas Scott in the house here tonight. Uh, he's uh, going to be our guest here for uh, at least the next two hours. Who knows how long we'll go. Just depends on where the conversation takes us. Uh, welcome to the show, Thomas. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, glad to have you. Um, you were another one of those guys who, uh, as soon as I said that, uh, you know, we wanted uh, anybody wanted to be on the show, let us know. And you hit me up, and here we are. So. Yeah, no, I'm very excited to be here. I've listened to the show the last couple of weeks, and it's been, it's been awesome. I wish, uh, obviously, it could get out there even more than than where it, you know, what it reaches right now. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to talk about race cars with their race car friends? Well, I mean, honestly, we're just impressed that you heard the first two shows and still wanted to come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, amazed that we've made it to week three now <laughs> i'm telling you man i'm telling you i uh, got a pun- bunch of people joining in uh online here I-, I would start calling them out by name but i would uh spend all night so uh uh first uh first thing we got to do is uh we're gonna send it over to doc here hopefully uh he's got his uh, microphone on and uh, doesn't mess anything <laughs> up tonight and uh and uh, we'll be good he's gonna give us the news all right we're gonna have a little news tonight <laughs> <laughs> All right, a big race this weekend. The uh, icebreaker at the Myrtle Beach Speedway. Ty Gibbs was victorious uh, this weekend. Uh, very emotional in victory lane. Uh, great win for him with the uh, Nelson Motorsports Group. Uh, first race out of the uh, the gate and really looked good out there. Uh, congratulations to those guys. Really tickled for them. Andy Marquis, our roving reporter, uh, caught up with uh, his, his grandfather, Joe Gibbs, and spoke to him about uh, how special this was uh, going in, uh, you know, in victory lane. It's very, uh, very emotional, very big for the family. It means a lot to our family and uh, Ty. This is a huge day for us. I really appreciate it. And if everybody out there can go to jdgibbslegacy.com and watch our service from last Friday with J.D., you know, we lost J.D. January 11th. And so we're asking everybody to do that. Huge day for Ty. And for the whole Gibbs family, I mean, it's a big deal for us. J.D., you know, really built our race team. Spent 27 years there with 
And so we want to do everything we can to continue racing. It looks like Ty will be the one grandson that will want to race for us. And so that's exciting for us. For the whole family, we appreciate everybody here today. There you go. That's the words and thoughts of uh, Mr. Joe Gibbs. Uh, finishing second, Ryan Millington. Uh, now Greg Marlowe calling the shot. So very good uh, out of the gate for them. Uh, looking real good out there. Took over that second spot right on that last lap. So good uh, job for those guys. Last year's champion, Justin Milliken, also in a Nelson Motorsports car. Uh, Andy Marquis caught up with Justin uh, and said he was just thankful for the opportunity. Yeah, man, um, for those guys to do what they did and offer me a car and put me in the race, I was just going to race them clean, and I didn't really have anything to race with at the end. I knew that I, my strategy was just to fall to the back and try to make some hay at the end of the race, and uh, we were able to do that and found ourselves in second, and I knew when we went down into one that I didn't have a winning car, so I wanted to try to do what I could to try to help the team get a win, and uh, they did, so it was a great weekend. Uh, Ty drove a great race, thanks to... Nelson Motorsports, thanks to all my guys at Justin Milliken Racing. Thank you to David West for the awesome horsepower tonight. Um, just a, a heck of a weekend. There you guys, the thoughts of uh, Justin Milliken. Bradley McCaskill uh, finished fourth. He showed some great speed last uh, last Saturday. Uh, led practice at one point, so did real good out there at the Myrtle Beach Speedway. Jacob Hevner finished fifth. Brody Pope finished sixth. Luke Sorrow. Uh, finished seventh. Mike Darn finished eighth. Jason York finished ninth. Rounding out your top ten was Peyton Sellers in that familiar 26 Clarence Steakhouse machine. Uh, all eyes, though, after the race uh, were on Corey Heim and Will Burns. You know, they were racing up there to the front of the pack and had a little contact, and both of them not happy uh, after the incident. And uh, they had some words, but I think cooler heads prevailed. Corey Heim, of course, very dejected. But uh, after the contact, you know, they, they sent Corey to the back as well. He wasn't very happy with that. But uh, Brandon White, our roving reporter, caught up with him and says, uh, Corey said that his team had a great uh, game plan going into the weekend. Uh, we had a good strategy going into the race, and I think it played out pretty well. I uh, got back a little bit too far in the middle of the race, just uh, fell back to like 16th or 15th, something like that, and uh, had to make it three wide a couple times going through the field. And then, I mean, we went up to third. We are battling for the lead, for the win, really, there at the end. And then... Uh, we got in the got an incident with the 41 car. Uh, I feel like I was a little bit inside of him and uh, drove it in too deep and just got into him a little bit. And uh, I feel like I shouldn't have been put to the back because I feel like it was a racing incident. But um, I feel like if I if they hadn't put me to the back, I could have battled for the win there and probably held the 18 off on the outside. So uh, I don't understand why they put me to the back, but uh, I, I, the wreck was my fault. But it was a racing incident, you know, and they shouldn't have put me to the back. But um, I guess it's just how it is recently with us, and uh, hopefully we'll be back for the next one. Did Will have anything to say to you after the race by chance? Yeah, I just wanted to know what I was thinking, I guess. I mean, I uh, he definitely had less tire than me and the 18 did, and we, me and the 18 were, you know, going by him, and uh, I just had barely a nose in there, and I pushed up a little bit, I guess, and just got into him. I don't really know what happened because I haven't really seen, like, a video of it, but I guess I'm pretty sure it was just a racing incident, so... Um, I mean, I told him it was my fault, which it was, and uh, I apologize, and that's all I had to say, really. All right, so obviously you had a fast car here today. Um, you, did you think you had someone for Gibbs there at the end if you got by Burns? I think the only thing I could have for him is if I was either in front of him or outside of him. I think uh, just if you were in front of the other person, it was impossible to get by him on all the tires just because of how this track works and how the outside is. But um, 
if I was outside of him or in front of him, I think I had something for him, but otherwise, not really. So, I mean, it's a, it's another unfortunate, disappointing inning for you in your time with late miles. So, going forward, like, what's the what's the mindset? Uh, mindset from here on out is just to go and try to win the next one. I mean, uh, I just got to forget everything, you know, that's happened in the past and learn from it. And uh, hopefully don't get, you know, screwed next race. And hopefully the officials will let me keep one and win around with them and not get put to the back or disqualified or, you know, screwed out of a win, whatever it is. So. <laughs> very, not very happy at the end of that race with another uh, uh, officiating uh, situation with Corey Heim. Uh, Brandon White also caught up with the other side of that uh, story. Will Burns uh, said, all things considering, still had a very good day, said uh, Will Burns. Uh, I think it was. Really, uh, I think day. it was a really good day. Um, I think everybody definitely knew that we were here. Led a lot of laps. Unfortunately, there at the end, um, you know, everybody's kind of slipping and sliding around, and uh, Corey just kind of messed up and, and, and got into me. We already talked about it, um, but but yeah, really solid day up until that. Um, really happy with the car and excited to come back when whenever we do decide to. So. Right now, obviously, uh, that doesn't sound like you're angry with Corey that much at all. Um, did, did you like you were able to talk things out with him? Yeah, um, we we talked about it. I was a little harsh, uh, <laughs> which I, I don't really ever get too mad. Uh, try not to fight stuff like that. Just uh, take care of our business. Uh, just try to take care of our business on the racetrack and and, and honestly um you know the racetrack making the call there to to throw him to the back with me was was probably uh you know revenge enough (laughs) so uh which that's a that's a hard call to make for the racetrack but but unfortunately for some people sometimes that's the way it is so yeah um not not too terribly upset but uh definitely not not happy with the results that we had today. Right. Uh, did you? I know Gibbs passed you there in the final two last. Did you think you had something for him there at the end, or, or did you burn your stuff up? Um, Ty Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I had anything for him. His car was really good when he came by me. Um, I think he was he was going to go on, and and honestly, uh, Corey probably would have got me there if he had gone about it the right way. Um, and and I think we probably would have ended up third. Um. That could be on me. Maybe he didn't quite save enough, but uh, but all in all, we had a really good car. All right. So, do you plan on how many more races do you plan on running this year? Um. Well, with the the Hulk McCall guys, we're gonna run some more big races this year that I didn't run last year. The Hampton Heat. Um. Gonna run the Bobby Isaac again, and, and possibly the Rodney Cook. So, um. And then on top of that, we're gonna do quite a few uh, like regular season races. So. I think um, we'll do some here. We'll do some at Hickory and then possibly travel up to Southern National or something at some point. So There you go. That's uh, Will Burns finishing 15th after that late race contact. Also in the news, Orange County Speedway released their 2019 schedule. Leads off with the 30,000 to win Cars Tour late model race. So that's going to be highly anticipated. As we said earlier, Ryan Millington adds Greg Marlowe's crew chief. Any second this past weekend to Icebreaker. And last but not least, Brandon Pierce, named most improved driver by the Race 22 staff. All right. Uh, <coughs> interesting race down there at uh, Myrtle Beach. Uh, I wasn't there, but, yes. uh, Corey, you were there. <coughs> Tell us about it. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was really good. Will Burns and Sam Yarbrough, I mean, they put on a show the whole race, led the entire race. And um, it was really weird because, you know, the, the days of the Frank Denny backing up and running six wide and, you know, running 45 mile an hour, the last two or three years, the tires don't fall off like they used to. And if you're not up there in the top six or seven, I mean, you're something like But this race actually had a lot of people coming and going. At the end, Justin Milliken, I mean, he put a, he was he was half a, half a lap behind, and he put it on him going to the front, and he just he just r- r- ran out of tire. But, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, the Gibbs kid, I mean, I, that was the best I've ever seen him drive in my life. He did everything perfect. I mean, played the game plan perfect, didn't didn't drop a wheel off anywhere. I mean, it looked good all day and run a perfect race. Yeah, I mean, they must have uh, definitely dialed him in, at least on the radio or something, yeah. kept him, you know, back, you know, saving some tire, because, I mean, that's something he hadn't been that great at. No, saving's not, you know, I mean, well, I mean, he's 16-year-old kid, right, it's hard to say, right. slow down, man, slow yeah. down in a race car, you well, know. Well, I mean, and, and it's better to have to harness somebody, you know, have to pull the reins on somebody than to have to push them. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Much, much better there. Yeah, Corey, and, uh, <laughs> Corey Heim at the end, you know, I mean, he was, he was wide open, too, him and... And I mean, Will's car—he it was burned up. It was—it yeah. was falling back anyway. But he's a big old boy. I don't think I want him pissed at me. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, I'd have to t- I'd take a knee out or something first thing on him. <laughs> sure. Yeah, like fooling with Kyle Grissom right there. You yeah, know? yeah. Just going get him out of the way. Yeah. All right. Well. Interesting, uh, interesting start to the season. So uh, yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get that good of racing, you know, as we go through the season. I was surprised with the car count. I mean, because honestly, yeah. I didn't hear a whole lot of hype. I mean, people. Yeah, I didn't either. I heard more people not going right than right. going, and then I get there and I was like, wow, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was a great car count. Well, I think you had a lot of the. Uh, not, I'm not going to say a lot. A handful of the heavy hitters that weren't really there, but like the field size, you know, it was yeah. a lot of good, you know, cars. They were. You know, there's probably I'm gonna say there's ten or twelve cars that could have won the race, maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jason <coughs> Norton. Jason Norton was top four the entire race yep. until the very end. Lost, lost brakes on the back. Um, but then the thing, like Brody Pope, never yep. run there before. Michael Fox, right? They run him and Mike Dard run around just barely, almost get lapped the whole race. And uh, Jacob Heffern too. Yeah. And at the end of the race, you know, they come to the front. So. And uh, both of those two guys had really, really good runs, really surprising runs. Yeah. Heffner and uh, and uh, Pope. Uh, both had really, really surprising runs. I didn't expect either one of them to finish where they did, um, <clears throat> and and didn't have a scratch on the car. Not none of them. So. Corey Heim, man, again, you know, he finds himself in a situation where, you know, a race is kind of taken away from him. Maybe you can say he was a little more at fault here. I don't know, but I he mean, was he was not going to catch the 18 car, but he would have finished second. Right, right. You know, <laughs> and um, yeah, Lloyd was that was fun after the race. <laughs> well, it's always fun with Lloyd. Yeah. I don't know. I don't he, know if he's on tonight or not. He wasn't as pissed as I thought he was going to be at all. Yeah, he wouldn't like Martinsville. No, no. <laughs> he was quite fired up at Martinsville yeah. for sure. Yeah, he was. I'm just speaking glad. of him. Today's his birthday. So happy birthday! Oh yeah, Lloyd. happy birthday, Lloyd! Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely. Uh, 63 years old. So he looks. <laughs> wow. He, he looks good to be that old. I mean, you know, I hope I look good when I'm 63. <laughs> no, wait a minute. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're what 75? Now, yeah, right? right. Yeah. I mean, something uh-huh. close to that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just glad to have racing to talk about, man. Yeah. I mean. We, yeah. The first couple of shows, we didn't really have any racing to talk about, and we kind of forgot to, you know, actually preview the uh, icebreaker last week. It was just the conversation went so good, you know, we just never yeah. got to it. Yeah, um, it was. I mean, the whole race was very good, which Myrtle Beach is – I've never seen a bad race at Myrtle Beach, but this one was a I little have. bit better than the past few. 
I've seen. I, have. I mean, you can down there. You can. You're either gonna have a really good race or you're gonna have a really boring race. One or the other. And I mean, like for their regular weekly races, and this is not in the last couple of years because I haven't been. Yeah. But previous man, you could have a real stinker. Yeah. But I also went to Twins one night, and uh, Chad McCombie and. Gosh, I'm trying to remember who who he was battling, but uh, they run side by side for like the whole race. Yeah, you know it was great. Uh, Will so. Burns and uh, Yarborough, they was pretty much side by side almost the whole race. Yeah, kind of a kind of a tough weekend for uh, uh, the Robert Elliott Trucking, you know, team with the Yarborough and uh, yeah. Chad McCombie. McCombie and, was uh, just Matt riding. Cox. He got yeah, he got pitched in the wall. I seen that coming going in turn three. Justin Hicks got into him, pitched him in the wall. But then I found out later, Justin Hicks, I guess, got took to the hospital because he had carbon monoxide poison. Ah. So I'm guessing when he pitched him, it rubbed the exhaust up back up in the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, looking around, is somebody sneaking up behind me? Uh-oh. Uh, some people coming in here sit, to raid the uh, performance center. Since Roger's not here, they heard on the radio that Roger wasn't here. They're going to go ahead and take <laughs> as many some, parts as they can. Some so. of them junior motorsports people. Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Some of Josh Berry's bunch right there. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, let's uh, dive in with our uh, our guest for tonight. Uh, again, our guest is uh, Thomas Scott, who uh, had an incredible season last year. Um, pretty much was the guy who played second fiddle all year to Philip Morse and uh, Peyton Sellers at South Boston and uh, had a great run at the Hampton Heat, had a great run at Martinsville, although you didn't really get the, the finish out of that that you should have. Uh, tell us tell us about your season, man. Yeah, we had a we had an unbelievable year. I mean, if anybody's kind of followed how we've raced over the years and just uh, where we've come from, you know, when we started 10 years ago doing late mile racing and stuff, um, you know, to go out there and race competitive with those guys, I mean – it's just it's unbelievable just the success we were able to have last year. Yeah, well, speaking of you know where you started, tell us, give us a, you know a one or two minute you know quick history of of where you come from because I mean you come from a racing family so I mean you've come up through you know the ranks and just kind of give us a history there. Yeah, I mean my you know grew ever since I was born you know I've been around racing. My dad you know started in, over at A Speedway 1984. Uh, he's got seven or eight track champions over there, yeah. including the dirt and asphalt. Um, you know, so growing up, you know, hanging out the shop and working on the cars and stuff. I mean, obviously it's, it's all I've ever done and all I've ever wanted to do. And, uh, you know, once I got, uh, got old enough to start doing it, you know, my parents got me a dirt bike and we started dirt bike racing a little bit. And, uh, I was a little bit too overweight for that. So we moved on <laughs> to four wheels. <laughs> wow. We moved up to four wheels and then, uh, got on go-karts and run that for a couple of years and, Still a little too overweight for that, so that's when we started just uh, focusing on the cars and stuff. Plus, you know, go kart racing—it's gotten so expensive. It's, uh, you know, you can about run a car for what these people spend on go karts and stuff. Yeah. So that's why we went ahead and just moved moved right yeah. along. And you know, when I got old enough to start driving a car, I moved right in. Yeah, and people can't see, but Thomas <laughs> is looking at us going, "Something's going on behind him." Okay, and that's I'm looking. The bartenders arrived. That's because a keg of beer just come up over here behind us <laughs> in a trash can. So yeah. Thomas is looking around like something's going on behind me, but I'm going to keep talking for right now. <laughs> Needless to say, Zach Bruinger is here. <laughs> you can always tell when he's arrived because we start laughing, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's get this out of the way because I know that we're going. somebody's going to ask, what's your plans for this year? Well, we're definitely um, going to plan on doing the South Boston deal for right now. I mean, it's so many reasons why that track is just so appealing to go up there and race. Uh, we can talk about more later, but, um, you know, right now, that's all I'm focusing on. They have a really good schedule. Uh, it's really hard for me to kind of plan out what I'm going to do for this year just because, you know, it it takes so much money to race. And, uh, you know, 
No, I'm good. I got a I got a drive two hour drive back. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we're we're planning on doing the South Boston deal, hitting up the uh, Hampton Heat again. You know, just stuff we we had a lot of fun last year, and uh, we want to try to do that again just because we did enjoy it so much. Yeah. So. What, what what made you? You know, you've you've raced and you've raced, and I've I've watched you grow over the years. You know, I've been around you for a long time now, many years. And this last year, it just seemed to. I mean, you were getting better and better. But last year, what 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 what'd you hit on that just? I mean, everything just jumped. Well, I mean, it's it's been a culprit of over the years. You know, so many of these people come into the sport and can just flat out buy what they need to go fast right out of the start. Right. And for somebody like me that doesn't have access to that kind of capital and just you have to work really hard build up your equipment over the years and uh it just finally we finally got everything kind of matched all together we got the car where we felt like we had pretty much the same equipment as everybody else you know obviously there's some stuff you you don't get if you're not if you're not rich but (laughs) and i don't mean yeah i don't mean to play that card but i'm just being honest and uh you know between that and getting the equipment where it needed to be and then you know getting help and access to the technology aspect of it through HC sellers and sellers racing. And, you know, that kind of really separated me from where I've been to where I've become last year. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough, you know, you think, you know, and you try to learn and you try to, you know, look at other people's cars. You try to just kind of put it all together to make it go fast. But, you right. know, until you actually have somebody who, you know, is able to eat, eat, sleep, drink it every day and do it every day and have the access to the technology, um, you know, it's really hard to get to where you you need to be. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely expensive, and uh, you know, you're you're one of those you know low budget guys. And what really tells me how low budget you are is Thomas Bean told me to ask you a question, and he wanted to know if you'd be buying any more used um <laughs> any more used uh, ball joints from him. <clears throat> uh, probably. I try to find good deals like that all the time. <laughs> You'd actually be surprised to know how much used stuff I buy that these people just throw away. Well, I seen you working uh, on a used no, spindle the other day. Really good. I could tell you a great story. Oh my gosh! His dad. We were. Well, this was years ago. We was at South Boston. They had a pass race or something, and the race was over. Everybody's gone. <laughs> I'm standing over at the wall, put my stuff in the bag, and he said, "Reckon anybody's gonna take any of this stuff?" If they had a wreck, a bunch of wrecks, you know. Yeah. It was a spring air or something. <laughs> 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 so he walks around with an arm full of stuff. Everybody done gone anyway. They were gonna leave it there anyway. But yeah, I mean they've they've scrapped and fought and you know to, to where he's got at now for sure. Yeah, no, I mean that's our shop is such a mess because he's that way. I mean that's just he, he holds on to everything he can find. He's gonna find a use for it at some point. Yep, I can promise you that. But I mean that's just I'm used to it. You know, I don't. I'm not embarrassed by it by any means. You know, I'm just used to that's how it has to be for me, and and we take it and do the best we can with it. Right. I mean, you got to do with what you, you know, the opportunity in front of you. You yeah. can't worry about what it, the opportunity of anybody else. That's right. And, you know, it's so easy. You know, you see all the, the keyboard warriors and people that talk on the Internet all the time about how, you know, if you don't have the money to do it, you might as well not do it. Or, you know, if, if you if you complain about how much stuff costs, you know, you don't have to do it. And, and they're right. But what would racing be without the people that, you know, aren't going to be out there to spend, you know, what would you have, five, four or five car races if you just had yeah. big teams I've always said the guy running in 13th place is just as important as the guy winning the race. And I guarantee yeah. you they, they work just as hard. I mean, yeah. a, lot oh, yeah. of, a lot of people work just as hard. They're just, you know, it, it takes a lot of effort if you don't have the, the means to go out and pay somebody to help you. Yeah. Right. No doubt. Uh, one of the first uh, questions on here is from Mason Dunn. I mentioned him earlier. He he wanted to know what's the over-under on how many times the word the grind is going to be used tonight. Well, since Roger's not here, I'm I'm 
thinking that the grind's probably not going to get used tonight. No. I don't. Uh, Stephen over here in the crowd, he says it's going to get used at least three times. Three times. <laughs> He's going. Well, I mean, we're we're almost there now. So, um, but I'm not going to use those words. But uh, what what tell tell people what you do? I mean, because obviously you're not working on your race car, you know, every day, day in and day out. You're not getting paid to do that. So tell us what you do, and tell us what your what your work ethic with your your job, and then going to work on the race car. So I'm a body shop manager of a pretty big shop in Raleigh and uh you know that requires me to be there pretty much 55 60 hours a week you know I hold the keys to the building so you know I have a, a awesome team of people that work for me and under me and um you know we it it's constantly busy busy you know it's an industry an automotive industry in general is there's always going to be cars and right. there's always going to be people wrecking them so right. you know it's it's busy in itself especially you know here lately this time of year from you know, the deer season where people have deer accidents all the way through winter storms and stuff. This time of year is really busy, and uh, it, it usually slows us down a little bit in the summertime, but it depends on how much severe weather we have in this area. So it, it's always busy, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm there, you know, leaving the house at 6.30 in the morning, don't get home until 6.30 at night usually at the, the earliest. And, uh, you know, my normal day, especially during race season, especially right now trying to get ready for race season, you know, I'm gone 12 hours a day from my real job and then come home and spend 30 minutes or an hour at home eating dinner, hanging out with the girl and stuff, and then uh, it's hitting the shop. And, you know, you work out there till midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, and get you a few hours of sleep and go at it again. I mean, it's, uh, it is a grind, that's for sure. Well, there goes that word. <clears throat> um, I, I said I wasn't going to use that one, but I, I guess I used it twice because reading his crap. Um, anyways, uh, people chiming in, talking uh, talking about your dad being the man, um, and that's definitely true. He's uh, he's one he of my he, he's one of my favorite people at the racetrack. Yeah, and, most definitely. Uh, somebody who always, no matter what happens, he always gets free race twenty. He he will get free race twenty two apparel. I've for never the rest seen of his him life. not wear a race twenty two shirt at a race. <laughs> me either. I mean, it's very. If you see him without one, you're like. Did it get ripped? Or what? I gotta get you another one. I mean, I didn't bring him tonight because I knew he'd steal the show. So that's. Oh um, well, you, yeah, you're, you're probably, probably so. right about that. You're probably right. I mean, he's yeah. uh, and and he can talk for sure. Oh yeah, he yeah. does. He's got a lot of knowledge. Some some of it's. Uh, Let me tell you about something, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want I want to tell you about something. Twenty two years ago, I was right over there. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a story for every moment. That's for sure. That's yep. For sure. But it's 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 awesome. I mean, yeah, I've heard so many of his stories. I could pretty much tell you any, yeah. anything and everything. But yeah. you've heard him multiple times. I'm uh, sure. Multiple times. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely proud of his accomplishments, as he should be. He's done right. a whole lot in racing, and uh, that's definitely where I got my work ethic from, as far as wanting to do it and enjoying it like I do. Um, you know, he's he's won a lot of races and uh, won a lot of championships and stuff, and. I definitely feel like he never got the opportunity to do as good as he probably could have had he been given the right opportunity. And, um, you know, I mean, it's it's just one of them things. He's always raced what, what he could afford. And, you know, I mean, late more racing, it's a little bit more than what we could afford, but we do it anyway because it's, it's fun and, you know, you can race different tracks and stuff. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, definitely the man. Your your mom said that uh, your dad wants a hoodie, so I guess he's going to get a hoodie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I'm telling you, anybody who wears a billboard that much for us, I mean, it, free yeah. for life. I mean, I can just go ahead and tell you. Well, especially 100%. if we run good, he's going. If it's if it's a shirt he wears when we run good, he'll he'll wear it every week. So <laughs> <laughs> you must have run good in some of them race twenty two shirts because he, he has them on all the time for sure. <clears throat> 
Um, you were talking uh, before the show um, about actually having a pit crew. Um, and in years past, you know, it's just been you, your mom and dad, pretty much. That's it. Every, Him, his mom, I mean? and his dad. I mean, you'd, every once in a while you'd have somebody helping you, but yeah. I mean, it was nothing yeah. steady. So tell us, first off, about you know working so closely with your parents over the years, and then tell us about your, your pit crew that you have now helping you. Well, I mean, it's it's stating the obvious. You know, you couldn't do it if you don't have help. You know, right. I mean, how would I possibly go race if I didn't have somebody to come to the track with me, even if it's just them? You know, there for you know, many years it was just them. It's it's hard to yeah. find. It's hard to find help. You know, I mean, right now I have a bunch of great guys that like to help, you know, come out to the shop during the week and work during the week and go to the track with us on Sunday. And, uh, I mean, they honestly, you know, they would come work in the shop if I wasn't out there, you know. I mean, yeah. I like to be around, you know. But, uh, you know, there for many years it was just them. And uh, we would take off the motor mile. I was a three. I've, I've pushed his car more than any car oh, I've yeah. ever pushed in my life. <laughs> And my mom's changed, changed just as many tires as probably anybody in the <laughs> yeah. pits. Uh, that's one thing she she yeah. enjoys is is uh, using the impact gun. <laughs> but uh, she'd get some help, you know, putting it up on the on the hubs or whatever. But uh, yep. you know, that's it's something, man. You know, it's you can look at it and you know, you kind of feel bad sometimes. You're like, you know, what what am I doing out here if, if this is all I got? But then you think about what it actually means. You know, that they actually are so committed to come out and just you know support me and and help me. Uh, yeah. The only only way we can do it. And, I've always um, thought it's the coolest thing I've ever seen because you got these teams over here and they're all running and yeah. doing stuff and all technical and professional. And then here's like the family t-ball game over here, <laughs> you know. And but they're, family they're, they're, they're having but they're having a great time. They're, right. they're, I've never seen them mad or nothing. You're having a good time as a family at the race. And I think I always thought that was awesome, man. Awesome. You know, it's, it's what it's it's what it's all about, man. I mean, so many of these um, these teams and stuff you know started with dads racing or you know it's it's still it's still quite a bit of family in in the kind of racing we do and uh, it's definitely one of the aspects i think it's important to always have you know because once you lose that you know racing will start going downhill yeah is your yeah. mom still spotting for you no i got a i got a great spotter she 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 spotted for me at the hampton heat so uh, a lot of tracks we go to, you know, you at least got to have a NASCAR license and uh, somebody to go up in the spotter stand. And uh, when we actually went to the heat this year, we we um, the, the date got moved. Yeah. And uh, I think two of my crew members that had been pretty much every week, I'd already made plans because we were off that weekend, so they couldn't come. And uh, sure enough, you know, we sent mom up in the spotter stand, and she hung out up there. You know, she she talked some, but me you and know, my dad just spot from the from the infield. We just had her up there just to have a spotter. But uh, yeah, I mean, she's it's been many races. She's had to call me uh, clear, or you know, tell me if there was a wreck or something. And you know, you don't you don't see many moms up there doing that. <laughs> <laughs> now I know uh, in seasons past, you've uh, you've spent time at motor mile i know you know with them reopening kind of going against south boston does that keep you from going up there this year you know it's it's still so up in the air how much racing i'm going to get to do this year i just got a lot of a lot of stuff going on and, and i right. you know we spent a lot of money last year to do as good as we did so it's it's i'm not going to do that again this year so i have to be very conscious of where we race and like how expensive our weekends are going to be you know just you know that's just how it is. Um, I want to go up to Motor Mile. That's my favorite track. I mean, yeah, by far. I know you've told me that several that times. That is my favorite track I race at. I wish it wasn't three and a half hours away from home because that's a, that's a long day. You know, because we never, I mean, we never spend the money for a hotel room or anything yeah. like that. We drive up Saturday morning and roll up at the house at three thirty, four o'clock yeah. Sunday morning back, you know, up at church, you know, for church that morning. So, um, 
I want to get back up there. I'm very excited about some of the stuff that I've seen that they're going to implement this year. I think it's going to be a lot of things that help make the competition a lot closer. Um, definitely stuff they're doing with the fans aspect of it, trying to get more people in there to watch the shows. I mean, I've, I've been up there, you know, for the last, last three or four years racing off and on. And, you know, you could have a great race and have the best, the best late mall drivers in the area around, but it wouldn't be people in the stands. And you just knew that they were losing money just because of what they paid out for us to be there. And um, I'm really excited, and I really hope that they do well. You know, I think, uh, think, you know, I want to make some trips up there this year. Um, I guess we'll just have to see how South Boston goes. Gotcha. Uh, You really took to Langley Speedway last year, you know, in that uh, trip to the Hampton Heat. Are you planning on going back out there? Uh, For sure, yeah. Uh, Actually, that's a funny story. So, you know, I'd never even seen the track, and I I drove up there one Saturday in June, I think, and um, went up by myself, you know, drove up there, three-hour trip there, and uh, just went out in the the pits, hung out, and really learned a lot from just watching the race. You know, I mean, I've, I've always been very analytical when it comes to that stuff. I can just watch race cars and watch, you know, racing to figure out what I need to do when I come back and drive. So, yeah, I went up there, and for the first time, you know, awesome place. I mean, it's just a phenomenal yep. place. And uh, we, you know, we were going to come back up there for the heat and not, not get to practice, you know, because it's really difficult for me to go during the week and practice. Uh, we were going to go straight up there and race, and we had the um, – the race weekend up there and we drove all the way up there three and a half hours pulling our trailer and as soon as we pulled in the track they're like well we're gonna call it off this weekend Uh, as soon as you pulled in yeah yeah. as soon as we pulled in so we're like man you know we drove all this far and uh fortunately they you know were like well we'll let you practice today because you know the rain was coming that weekend so we got to practice that day and uh I mean, we were we were the last car out there. Like we had race monitor everything. We were the slowest car there, and uh, I was a little discouraged because you know you didn't it didn't feel it didn't feel that bad. It was just slow. But I mean, I'd never never raced there, and that is probably one of the hardest technical tracks as far as a driver that that I've raced at. You know, yeah. you have no banking, so you're you're you have to be very sharp at your you know how you drive the car because yeah. you, you have nothing there to kind of help you recover. And uh, I struggled with that. We well, that's why you know because, like I said, I've known you a long time. I know your driving style. That doesn't seem like the track that would fit you because you always like a loose race car. Yeah, you know, hanging it out in the corners. That ain't a place you could do it. It's not. It's so hard on tires, and it's just. Um, I mean, it's just a. It's an all-around difficult track. And we went back up there uh, a couple weeks later and raced for the first time. And I mean, we were just just as bad. It was our first race on our our, our upgrade motor, and uh, I was all excited about that. You know, it's like, well, I finally got the new upgrade because you know all year I'd been running with the steel head built motor, and running really good at South Boston with it. But you know, it was the first race we had with our our new motor, and I was like all all excited about it. Still last in practice, qualified like next to last. I just could not figure it out. And uh, I think I got up, you know, started, they had like 18 cars. I may have got up to like 13th or something that first race, and that's where I finished. And I was just like, man, this is so embarrassing. You know, I've been running all year, second and third to Phillip and Peyton at yeah. South Boston. And then here I can't, I can't even get out of my own way down here. And uh, we made some wholesale changes and just we threw a bunch of stuff at the car, which is not necessarily something I like to do. I like to kind of get everything precise in the shop. I feel like that's more important. And we threw a bunch of stuff at the car. And um, we went out there, and I drove all the way up to, uh, you know, obviously I love the outside on the cone stuff. You know, I'm definitely not scared. 
and uh, we took some cones a couple times, got up to like fifth place. I think I ended up like eighth or ninth, but still, I just I learned a whole lot that race. And uh, sure enough, you know, we come back for the heat, and uh, we were we were pretty good. Yeah. I, I really felt like I there for a while. I had a car that could have won the race. Um, yeah, everybody's putting tires on for practice. We didn't buy any practice tires, you know. I've always believed, well, for one, I can't afford the extra set of tires on the race weekend, but, for, you know, <laughs> you dial your car in on what you're going to race on. Them new tires are only going to be new, especially the 45s, for about 10 laps. Exactly. After that, lap times, everything's yeah. going to be about the same. So, man, um, we got to going and practice, and I was like, this this car's pretty good. You know, it started comparing people on old tires, and it was, like, pretty good, and went out and qualified, like, uh, 11th or 13th or something. It was 30-something cars there. I, where I found that lap, I don't know, but um, – you know, we started the race, and uh, Peyton, Peyton's raced there quite a bit, and, and I definitely can't, you know, under, you know, speak volumes enough about how much HC and Peyton helped me this year, uh, this past year. But uh, Peyton really helped me get the track figured out, and uh, it showed from from lap one. And uh, we started passing cars, and you know, I hadn't raced a tire conservation race in a couple years. You know, I've been racing on the F50s, you know, all year at South Boston. You know, that's 100% from Green Flag. Yeah. You know, Ace is 100% from Green Flag. Like, it's yeah. everywhere I've raced, it's just wide open, you know, as fast as you can go for the start. And uh, I feel like I saved too much. And uh, I could have probably went on up there and got past Peyton, but I just was backing it down way too much to try to make sure I had some at the end, and we never got a caution. And then, you know, when it got time to go, you know, I didn't. I didn't have nothing left you know, at the very end to run run anybody down. But gotcha. We're uh, just for the people listening right now. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty on Facebook. You know, trying to stay live for some reason. It uh, keeps kicking us off. But uh, hopefully that'll be the last time. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear everything. But uh, if not, we'll uh, we'll post a uh, you know hold. We'll post the whole show uh, again um, later. We have it recorded separately, so we'll be able to put that put that up later uh speaking of langley speedway um planning on running the the triple crown i assume yes as long as i have enough money at that time of the year <laughs> gotcha. gotcha i understand that's definitely the plan you know i i've really felt like yeah i had a legitimate shot last year that's why we still went to langley after our bad race at south boston you know i feel like i could have run third at south boston for the big race and got yep. caught up in that first lap wreck and uh i mean had i had I had that third or even top five at South Boston, had the fourth place at Langley and was uh, restarting third at the last restart at, at Martinsville, you know, we definitely had a decent chance to bring home the ten grand. Yeah, yeah. And that, uh, you know, $10,000 is, uh, you know, a lot of money just for a team like yours. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I could do a lot with that money. Yeah, I mean, you were telling me uh, before the show, you know, how you uh, took basically and, and bought other people's totaled race cars to – you know have yours yeah i mean both of my cars were somebody else's totals my uh you know my car that i've i've made martinsville with the last i don't know four or five years except this past year was one dustin rumley when i had to park with at ace and uh, we bought it and uh you know bought it for hardly nothing put a frame rail in it and done a bunch of work to it put front clips and stuff on it and uh i mean it's it's one of my favorite cars yeah obviously it runs just as good as a lot of them so uh, my my other car, the one that I run really good with this year, that we run you know pretty much everywhere. I mean, it was one that that Dylan Bassett had totaled at Motor Mile, I think, 2014. So wow, I uh, bought that Joker and if put Dylan Bassett totaled it. It was totaled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I tell you, they they brought it up here and it was going to be so expensive to fix it. They they just junked it. I'm so, sure. Uh, we done a lot of work to that car, man. But you know, it's something. 
it's something I enjoy. You know, I know every inch and every weld of each one of my race cars, and uh, you know, it's it's helps me to to work on them better. Yeah, y'all used to build your own motors, didn't you? We still do. So you still we, do. We actually, um, Clark's Automotive does all of our machine work, and that's where we get our parts. My dad still assembles our engines. Yeah, I remember you uh, saying something on uh, Facebook a while back about, you know, going to the spec engine, how you had done it yourself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it, another thing, you know, as much as we can cut out paying somebody to do work on something, we, you know, we try to do it ourselves. I mean, that's got to be a tremendous uh, cost savings right there in itself. Uh, it is, and, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard, you know, I mean, it's because you get paying customers obviously in front of stuff that you want to get done just because you, right. you're not really a paying customer like everybody else but uh it's a lot of satisfaction and gratification out of it yeah. too you know doing it yourself um i, I raced yeah my motor at martinsville i would have put it up against anybody's i passed probably uh i think it was 12 harrington motors down mm -hmm. the long straightaways i mean i just i don't think you know you you get with the right people and you know you know deal with who you can work with the most and that's you can make the most out of it yeah you think there's other racers gonna be listening going wait a minute let me get this if i work on my car and do stuff it can be fast i mean is this a <laughs> no, concept no, they're gonna be like why does this guy do this i just pay for this stuff yeah man. yeah just... that's what it's gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> um speaking speaking of the spec engine uh josh barry a couple weeks ago um basically said that it was a $28,000 engine. I mean, obviously, yours didn't cost that much because y you did it yourself. But, it, the, you know, and I know he talked about, you know, how he didn't really feel like it had a place because of that. What You know, you're on the other end of the spectrum. You you had a steelhead engine. You, you know, <clears throat> were one of those guys who, you know, was in a position to, you know, do it cheaper. So tell us what you think about the spec. Well, it was just so much of that stuff in the market, you know, five, ten years ago because that's what everybody had. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, my dad had raced those type of engines even before I started racing. So, of course, he had an abundance of parts and blocks and right. heads and, you know, everything. So, naturally, that we had everything. That's the, that's how we went about, you know, what engine we were going to run. And, um, you know, if we had to... If we had to go and buy a, a Harrington motor or something like that, I mean, we would just—it would take me two years to probably save up enough money to buy a new motor. I mean, I just—I have to look at what's the most cost-effective way I can go about putting an engine together, and that's honestly it. It was, you know, spend ten grand on a Harrington motor or spend about five on on the spec motor upgrade, and uh, you know, obviously we chose the cheaper the cheaper route. Yeah, so you say it only cost you about five thousand dollars to to upgrade. I mean, upgrade. that's what the parts that's what the parts and labor cost. Um, you know, it's but who's gonna go and who's gonna go and put their stuff together themselves? You know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people are so scared to to even take the intake off of an engine, much less you know valve springs or anything like that. People just send that stuff out to the engine builders, which I mean, they got to make a living too. But right. you know, not everybody can afford that stuff. Right. Um, it says uh. Uh, Dylan Hauser said it doesn't sound like you need that intake based on uh, how uh, powerful you said your motor was at uh, Martinsville. <laughs> I just got it last week. <laughs> well, going to be even faster then. Um, Jason Stanley says that uh, you're drunk, Corey. 
Um, I'm pretty just, sure he's only had I'm, like two sips of beer here. But, yeah, you know. I'm just I'm just amazed he didn't get caught cheating this weekend. So, oh, ouch! ouch. Yeah. I mean, just because he didn't get caught didn't mean he wasn't. <laughs> it didn't. Mean he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin Mincy chiming in says, "One man's junk is another man's treasure." Uh, if Thomas uh, didn't get a treasure and, and made the best of it, and that's true. I mean, making the best of of what you know you you had the opportunity yeah. to get. Um, <clears throat> You know, still, you know, with the engines, what do you think the intake's going to do uh, for the spec engine? You know, I'm I'm really interested to see how it's going to all shake out. I didn't get to drive the new spec engine a couple years ago when they yeah. first had this intake. So uh, I do remember seeing it and it was like, and racing against it and like, holy cow, this is a lot, a lot better. But, you know, I was on, I was on the end of, yeah, at Martinsville where you clearly one engine, I won't, I'm not going to get into specifics. One engine had more than the other. I felt like, and, you know, obviously we were on the the benefiting end of the rule changes and stuff, but right. um, I will say it, it's it would have made a whole lot more sense to me to slow down one engine that was a whole lot better off than the other ones just to equal everything out. You know, it would have not cost as much money, and um, our cars, our cars are really getting to about the limit that they can take on the on the power we're putting under them. I mean, we okay. need, you know, the debate going on about the brakes is is out there. You know, we're we're at the limit of the of the brakes, and I yeah. I don't want to go spend no more money to upgrade my brakes. Yeah, we can rein all that in though. Yeah, they can rein in the power of the engines. That's they not. can, and, and it's weird because you know we're race car drivers. We want to go as fast as we can, and right. we love speed, and and I love the the feel of the more power. But, you know, you got to do what's practical, too. Right. You know, yeah. for everybody to have to go out and spend, you know, right. four or five grand to get their engines redone to upgrade a part, you know, if you're paying yeah. an engine builder, it would have made a whole lot more sense to me to just put a $80 restrictor plate on one right. or make everybody have the same carburetor. That's a whole other topic is yeah. getting everybody on a two-barrel. Uh, you know, it's it's different ways we could have went about that whole deal other than just throwing money out there to make everything equal once again. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, getting into uh, another one of the hot topics, and that's uh, the spindles. Uh, I seen on your Facebook um, you were um, redoing somebody's used uh, spindles. So obviously, you don't have the uh, you know billet steel spindles. So where, where do you uh, what do you think about those? And you know, <clears throat> guys thinking that they have to have them. And well, I kind of debated on how much I wanted to talk about this subject because I I. I really enjoy that aspect of our race cars i build my own spindles and um i can see both sides of a benefit to those spindles and why they're not necessary i find it really hard to believe that that thousand dollar spindle is going to make a car go through turn you know as fast or faster durability is what everybody's told me is all it is it's just durability but here's two sides to that story um the stronger you make your spindles the more stuff you tear up when you wreck you know, I've right. I've built my spindles for many years now, and I build them a certain way. You know, they they the the whole benefit of them is not just durability; it's deflection of the snout. You know, under load, we're under so much load now on the bump stops. Um, that stuff starts to flex if you don't have it adequately built properly. Um, so, you can you can build spindles a certain way to withhold a certain strength. I, I mean, they have ways of measuring. The load, you know, the load deflection, under load and not versus you know the the wheel loads and on the shocks and uh, I'm sure somebody f figured out that was happening and 
billet bill spindles to kind of beefing that stuff up for you know that that aspect of it um another thing it, it benefits the the brakes you know we run a floating caliber so uh, we don't have to have a, a solid caliber with pistons on both sides of the rotor so you know when you you can weld your brake bracket on as straight as could be but you know because it's just the design and the the torque of the the rotor when the brakes applied you know it you get better performance when you beefing that stuff up and it it stops and the pads wear straighter um so you know it's got its benefits do i think it's necessary no i mean i'll never have any i can build a spindle for 70 bucks <laughs> i mean i got a homemade jig and it takes me about three hours and i got a i got a spindle i can make it whatever height i want it to be whatever angle i want it to be uh if i'm knocking steering arm off i can just whack it off and weld it back on or put a new one on um but um you know i don't think it's necessary i struggle to see like how it's gonna make a car go faster just knowing what i know about the spindles and uh I, i'll throw this out there too you know you get that stuff you know people sometimes don't think and a lot of people that have access to that technology and the money to spend on those spindles can pretty much replace what they need to if they wreck front clip if it sacrifices a front clip a frame whatever they don't care you know i i hit the wall at martinsville and had a spindle built too stiff and it wiped out you know lower control arm mount lower control arm pushed the clip over you know but then i've i've figured out ways to kind of you know somebody that races like me that can't afford putting a new clip on you know i put i put uh, the clip on last year uh, at the beginning of the year just to update my stuff but you know i mean if i knock a clip off one of my cars this year i'm i'll probably be done racing that car for the rest of the year just it's just the nature of the beast so you know you can get a, you can overdo it on a lot of that stuff and then it starts wiping out more components when you when you hit stuff and uh i have to kind of be on the side of caution when it comes to that stuff because i got to try to make my stuff last yeah yeah i i think uh i think we found in the last uh you know three weeks you know of this debate that you know everybody disagrees on this subject and uh, it's interesting to hear that you know you don't really think that there's any performance advantage either um because a lot of people that's what they think i mean and that's how they feel about it they that's feel like it's a performance is. advantage and it's because it costs money and they think you spend right, money right. Makes more money faster. you spend the faster it makes your car go and i and i can assure you if i was a millionaire and i had an abundance of money to put into a car i'd probably put some on it i wouldn't care if it knocked a clip off if i hit the wall or door a car down the straightaway or something like that. If you like got that, a million dollars, you'd still be tottering Dick's hat, man. It'd <laughs> <laughs> still be machine all apart. Because, I mean, I honestly think that, that you enjoy doing it. It is. It's a lot of fun. You enjoy doing yeah. it. No, I, I do. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Corey always coming in with a good one-liner. <laughs> well, I, I just know he would. That's what it's good for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <clears throat> going back, uh, going back to Martinsville last year. Uh, since we've went back with everybody, and you kind of had a, a really good run, and and uh, it didn't end all that well. Um, you know, take us back to you know that time, and you've obviously had time to see how the wreck you know transpired. What what did you think after looking back? Man, it's uh, that was an awesome race. I mean, I really thought uh, you know when you think of put into perspective, somebody who just dreams of going races at martinsville all the years growing up and then to finally get the opportunity to do it and i mean to kind of, i mean i i'd count me as having success up there i mean i've made right. the race more times than i've went home uh you know i went up there with rodney many times when i was helping him and and i mean there for four or five years we didn't even make the race and i right. know the rules changed and stuff you know as far as how to get into the race but um you know obviously we we had a 
our car the best we'd had it all year you know after running it all season kind of you know you know what you need at that point of the season and uh you know i was just tickled tickled to have a competitive car you know i made it in through the heat race even though i, I finished 10th yeah you that's know, the first time i didn't have to run the last chance race to make the big race i mean we we um i knew what i had we started the race i think i started you know 38th or whatever it was or 32nd or something and I uh, made it all the way up to third. I mean, I, I passed a bunch of cars, a bunch of good cars that were fast, but uh, they just didn't have the longevity it took it takes. And um, I was really disappointed in how the ending of the race went. You know, I'd run the whole race. And, um, I mean, I honestly felt like it was one of the best races I've driven in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I took care of my equipment. I didn't burn my brakes up. I didn't. I gave everybody room. I didn't get any. You know, I had no donuts on my car by the end of the race until the last lap. I mean, I just I really felt felt really good, and I really felt like I put myself in a really good position to win the race. Now, the whole scoring aspect of it, who knows how they've come up with all that? <laughs> you know, at that on the second green white checkered, the next to the last green white checkered, I was about seventh or eighth, and the next thing I know, they're lining me up third. I just took it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You weren't going to turn that down. Not no. asking a lot of questions there, are no, you? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I just – I really felt like, you know, I can't describe that feeling of coming down the back stretch, coming to the green flag, and you're sitting there in third place. You know, I had to made my mind up. I was going to do the opposite of CE, obviously. I was hoping he would take the bottom. And if he took the bottom, I, you know, I had taken that cone every restart pretty much the whole race. I was going up to the top, and I was going to beat Corey to the line – whether I, you know, had to give it back or not. Yeah. And, um, you know, see, so he took the outside, and then I come, you know, but that feeling, you know, coming to the green flag and you're rolling down to turn three, you know, you, you can't describe it. And that feeling that, I, I mean, I got it right now just talking about it, you know, it just makes me want to go back and do it again. You know, it's taken yeah. me seven years of racing Martinsville to have the chance yeah. to win the race. I mean, it, it does not happen often. And, um, it came full circle because I remember the first time you made the race. It was you were more excited just making the race than most people when they win the race. Exactly. Yeah. And, and here we are, you know, seven years later, you got a chance to win the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, and it just, you know, it just it didn't work out. You know, I had um, my battery was going dead, so I kept having to get jumped off after the Should've red flag. Should have got flags, you interstate. And, and oh. uh, <laughs> they wait, they wait too much. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I can't help that, but. Um, I kept having dead batteries, so every time you had a red flag, you had to shut it off to keep from getting hot. So then, you know, you're basically running off the alternator, and um, I don't know if it was just a combination. I had it I had it planned out in my head how I was going to do the restart. You know, I was going to try to be at Corey's bumper at the finish line. I mean, I wasn't going to go down there and, and lane rigs everybody, but, you know, I was going to make it interesting for sure. And uh, I just, you know, I don't know. It just didn't work out. Yeah, it definitely didn't work out. I think uh, as soon as I got ready to take off is when Trevor hit me in the back and lifted me up. And then from hitting the gas all the way to the flag stand, I was just spinning. Yep. And uh, Then it all went downhill from there. It all went downhill from there. Yep. <laughs> Next yeah, thing you know, sure. I'm looking at the stars. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the first time you've done that, though. No, it's not. But, man, I, I you know, they – I never stopped. You know, I went up in the air, come back down, and completed the lap. I think I crossed the line in fifth or sixth, and uh, I stopped after we crossed the line. Like, I remember the drivers meeting very, very clear, you know, what the process was as far as the scoring, and uh, 
They didn't. Uh, they didn't. No. I come around sixth, and uh, I did stop. I mean, my radiator was busted. I was riding on the frame rail because my shock was broke. Like, you know, the car, it felt like it was just going to fall apart. So I wasn't going to drive around for another lap. And uh, I stopped, and, you know, they scored me 13th. But, mm. you know, whatever. That's still my best finish I've, I've had yep. up there. So, And uh, just to have the chance to win is good enough for me in itself, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that was the funniest thing about Thomas. Then he uh, was knocking a body off a car. We were at a speedway one night, and Rodney Cook drove over top of his entire car and ripped the whole body off. <laughs> There's no body on it at all, not one body panel. It's just a rolling chassis and a motor and a transmission out there. And so they said you got to have the top on the car and the windshield. The windshield all I had to have was the windshield. Oh, the and I windshield. didn't have a piece of plexiglass. So in the trailer. they get about two pieces of scotch tape. I only think they had duct tape. Uh, and put this thing <laughs> on there. Well, it starts to come off. So I look and I'm telling you, he's got his left hand holding the top of the car and the windshield onto the car. <laughs> That's true and story. they finally black flagged it because that wasn't fly. But he's driving one hand. Just wide open, holding hold the body on the car That's with awesome. his hand. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. Speaking of uh, speaking of Ace, I seen that they uh, were uh, going with the NASCAR rule book this year, mm-hmm. so the Harrington will be allowed there. Which I think, you know, I, I think looking back, they probably made the right decision keeping it out. I think it cost them some cars. Uh, um, definitely. But uh, how do you feel about? You know, I mean, the direction they're going. Obviously, I think a lot of Robert. Robert's a smart guy. He's been around a long time, and he yeah. he knows what he's doing. So his decision to not allow that motor, you know, I understand why. Yeah. And uh, I definitely think it cost him some cars, but For you know, sure. I think um, I think they're on the right track. Open it back up to that. I mean, now with the Ford upgrade and the and our upgrade on our spec engine, yeah, I think it'll be a whole lot more competitive and a lot closer. Um, but they, I mean, they're doing a lot of good things over there. I, I'm excited. You know, it, I'm in such a tough spot with my job. You know, it, it is so difficult for me to race on Fridays. Coming, yeah. I mean, coming from Raleigh, I mean, I, I, I'm usually in Raleigh till 6 o'clock. You know, practice starts at 5 minutes to 6. So yeah. it's really difficult for me to make it. And, and that is the sole reason why I don't get to race there as much as I want to. It's just because it's just – it's not practical for me. But um, I really hope, you know, I can find a way to get over there some this year. I mean, it's the closest track to the house. It's home. Yeah. yeah it's where we started. Right. So um, I definitely feel like with our equipment where we're at, we got just a good chance as anybody, you know, to win. So wouldn't want to go if we would, if we didn't. Yeah, and I know, man, that's your home track. That's where you've always raced at and everything. You're talking about, you know, everybody would love to win Martinsville, of course. But to, for you to win the Rodney Cook race, I know it would be the most special mm-hmm. thing ever to you. You know, it, it would. It, because, I mean, I know your whole race career pretty much he – you know, you modeled yourself pretty much kind of after I, him. I did, yeah. I mean, Rodney was very instrumental in getting me into late model racing and just, yeah, that's such a good friend. I mean, there's, I think of him often. You know, we, we did a lot together, um, you know, through through my high school years, you know, hanging out with him and Nookie and the crew and going to the track with them on Friday night, you know, Saturday night. Um, to win that race, I mean, it would it would probably mean more to me personally than, than Martinsville. Yeah. yeah. Martinsville's Martinsville. Yeah. Um, we would all race for a trophy up there and not the 25 grand. I mean, just being honest. But I, I've always told people that they'd like, well, they, nobody'd go if it wouldn't, they wouldn't pay that much. I've always that's said, not true. If, if they said you got to pay 25000 to win, there'd still be just about as many goals. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, you're right. I mean, it's Martinsville. Yeah. It's it's a once-a-year opportunity. You won't – and, I mean, it's – see, Fox said it's like hitting the lottery. It's like hitting the lottery. Yeah. It really is. Well, I, I think about how I ended up at the end of the race. You know, it, it, it is. You know, right. I mean, had a 
you know, drove drove all the way up from the back, and then at the the last restart, it's like it's just handed right there to me. You, know, you got a chance to win the race. Might as well try to make the most of it. But uh, it'd mean a lot to win that Rodney Cook race. Um, I definitely, even if I have to, you know, dial back how much racing I do, just because of circumstances of life and everything, you know, I still want to continue to try to go win that race. And, uh, you know, just winning in Rodney's memory, you know, would, would mean yeah. more to me than any other race. Yeah, and that race, uh, you know, getting more and more popular every year. Uh, we heard uh, Will Burns talking about, you know, possibly going up and running that race, and yeah. he's never been. I don't think any of the Hawk McCalls I've heard ever of, been I've heard a few people that's already been talking about it. So, I mean, it could be an even stronger field. Of Dustin, Dustin Rumley's going to be back at Ace full-time this year, that's what I heard. And driving Kurt's car? Yeah, I believe so. That'll be good. Is he running full-time? I haven't uh, talked to him. I think full-time, I think. I, I think he's on here. I think I've seen him on here, so maybe he'll answer that. I mean, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, <clears throat> but that'll be another guy you can uh, put in the mix there every week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's hard, to, he's hard to beat. You know, he's he's still been racing some, too. I think he's, he's racing legend, legend cars. cars. Yeah. Is that racing? I don't well, know. I never done it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I yeah. never done it, but it sure does seem like it. It's pretty cool. I mean, Langley has never done it neither. I'd do it once. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, you know why? Because I wouldn't fit it. In the window. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if you get in the window on this. I'm not really no, sure. it's got a door. Oh, they got, they door got doors. Yeah. I'm probably all right. Yeah, you'd be all right. You have to get a little extra wide door, but whatever. You know. Look at it. All you see is shoulders. <laughs> 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 Speaking of your impressions, man, your uh, your impression of Bill Belichick, I I got a kick out of you talking about it last night. What? Oh, I'm not even gonna say. It, <laughs> I <wouldn't go> <laughs> him, oh. him, him with his wife, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, T.J. Rich uh, chiming in says that Dustin Rumley will run full time, so uh, that'll be uh, somebody who who could win the championship there. Oh, definitely. Uh, oh yeah. He's got sure. what three now? Three. I think Two so. Or three? Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's good to see. It's good to see Ace. You know, back up running full time. You know, every year, um, and that was a huge. Um, challenge that uh, the Turners took on there. I mean, because, I mean, I, I run some races there, and I can tell you, the dealing with the community and dealing with all the things that come along with Abraham and all, that was uh, that was extremely, extremely yeah. hard to do. Abraham's a, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a character. I, I got nothing bad to say about him, but he's, uh, he, he's a character for sure. <laughs> he's interesting, yeah. No doubt. I I'd still I still think we should uh, play the full length of that clip uh, of you uh, you uh, talking to him, talking on, the to him on the phone. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he said it's kind of like buying a steak. He said you don't know if it's good, so you go there and try it. I said for two point one million dollars, I'm gonna do some investigation on my steak. Right. <laughs> but, but see, dude thought that uh, Jeff Gordon was gonna be racing there in yeah. a couple weeks. Yeah, he did. I think he, he said, had some misinformation. Is what I heard. So. Well, I mean, once again, before I spend two million dollars, I'm gonna. Find out what I'm spending it on. Who, whoever sold him, I'm guessing it's the dude Dave or whatever, did a really good sales job. That's all I can say. I don't know, <laughs> man. But yeah, yeah. His whole conversation on the phone. I got off the phone. I just sat there and looked at a wall for about 30 minutes because I, <laughs> I just, I didn't know what just happened. But yeah, <laughs> it was. I remember he called me. I'm gonna play this for you. He's playing the recording of it, and I'm like. Oh my God! This dude's an idiot. <laughs> I tell you, I think um, I think the track's in really good hands with Robert and Jason I now. Do too. Uh, I've known both of them for a very long time, and I know Robert's worth worth work ethic, and yeah. uh, he's gonna put he's gonna put everything he can into making that deal successful. I agree. And uh, yeah, you could you could talk about any track and, and think of personal things you want to see improved or this and that. Yeah. But, um, you know, Robert, he's he's really smart and he's a racer. And he knows what racers need and what racers want and why they, you know, come and race. And uh, 
you know, I think Jason knows a lot of the, the marketing aspect of it and, and running as a business aspect of it. And Robert knows, you know, how to run it as a racetrack from a racer standpoint. Yeah, and it's, it's such a hard place because that area, because you try to get sponsors to put billboards up and they're thinking about this last guy that was down right. here who got him for, right. you know, $4,000, which, you know, I mean. You, oh, I you, run into you, it every time. You ran two or three races there, and you got people talking about, well, I need $2,000 from you. It's like, from who? From some, some yeah. guy three years ago, They've you know? Building, building something out back. I'm like, I wasn't here then, man. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. And but, I, I mean, mean, there was a lot of those situations, yeah. and I don't know how much of that, you know, Jason and Robert and them have had. We're going to talk to them. I think we're actually going to go to a Speedway to have a show the week of their uh, uh, their first race. So, uh, cool. that's one of the road shows we're going to do this year. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. Um, but you know that that place that place there needed somebody who was a local. Mm-hmm. Like I even felt like an outsider, and I've been going there my whole life, but I didn't live there. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, and and you could see when when Brad was there, you know, the success he had because he had just that connection with the local racers and the local fans, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I think that's what Robert and uh, and and Jason bring to the table is they they have that connection with uh, you know the locals and they know how the locals think and you know all yeah. that, and I think that's important. Oh, it's definitely important. And Robert and Robert's been there as long as my dad's been there, so they right. raced in, they raced together back in the '80s. So Robert has seen the track in its absolute prime, Through everything. And he's experienced it. He's raced it, and he's seen it through its hardest times. Bill Cantina. I mean, yeah. (laughs) 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 I finally did get my check. I finally did get my check from him. Did you ever? Did did you ever find the transponders? No, no, no. Transponders (laughs) over in the box in the building. Let me look, and somebody's selling them on eBay. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah, daily. Yep. Yeah. Um, Zach Ruins are chiming in over here talking about uh, Hickory uh, possibly resealing the racetrack. So uh, I don't know how that I don't know if that's true, and I don't know uh, how that will affect the racing over there what's, this year. What's he chopping in on? Uh, Facebook over here. Hey, just yell it. You're sitting right there. <laughs> 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 wow. He's sitting uh, I don't know about the resealing. I, I never. I can't think of a track I raced on that was resealed and I repaid. That'd be a that'd be a different story. Sealed? Yeah, they've sealed they've sealed it there before. I'm pretty sure. Even the uh, racing group too. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <clears throat> it's. It's it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really understand that last comment. But um <clears throat> anyways, uh you know, Hickory Hickory's another place that uh you know has had you know some moderate success. You know, a lot of people Kevin a lot of people give Kevin a lot of crap. Um but man, you know, it just keeps on motoring on and the limited class last year was awesome. I oh, mean, yeah. it's been good, you know, but it was really awesome last year. I mean, I've heard people complain, but I've never seen what they're complaining about. I just, well, you know, I I, I understand some of it. Some of it, yeah. some of it is. I mean, like sometimes when people would complain to me when I was running a race, I'd be like, you know, I got I I can't I can't really say this, but I agree with you. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. get it. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying, but I can't fix that part right now. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> and I think that's a lot of you know the things that goes on with all the promoters. So, I mean, oh, I yeah. Think, you know that's a big thing. Have you have you raced at Hickory? I have. I raced at Hickory uh, a couple years ago for the Bobby Isaac Memorial. It's the first time I'd even seen the place. As we showed up to race that morning. Different, ain't it? And uh, it's different, but I like it. I, I want to go back. Uh, I I've regretted. I come to watch the Bobby Isaac last year when you know Philip was racing, mm-hmm. and we we had raced with Philip all year. Right. And uh, we obviously took the weekend off because we we're getting close to Martinsville. But I was like, yeah. man, I wish I would have went. You know, just because. It was a good race, and and that's a, it's a really fun track. Um, it's definitely a character. It's its own character. 
Uh, Tyler Williams uh, wants to know if you've given any thought to running the car store race at Ace in May. I plan, well, I say I plan. I better not use that because I don't know for sure. But I want to run the, the 30,000 to win Orange County, and I want to do the race at Ace uh, this year. Um, it takes a lot of money to run those races, but yeah, they do right. pay. They do pay pretty good. So yeah, know, the trade-off's pretty good there. Any any race any race I go to, I have to be conscious of that. You know, I mean, it's just it's just the facts. And um, you know, I definitely want to. Last year they raced against South Boston, and I got caught up in the points race up there, and um, you know had to had to race and miss the cars tour. But I'd love to do it. Jesus, Dylan, Dylan Hauser chiming in said some racetracks get new pavement. Hickory gets the cock gun out. <laughs> he's another one who's good for some for some one-liners <laughs> uh, him and his dad um, <laughs> Bobby McCarty says that nothing is like Bowman Gray of course according to Corey I want to race there I want to go there once not with my car he's the not first guest car. we've had yeah, I was going to say we've asked all of our guests right. everybody that's come here and you're the first one that automatically said you'll do it. Oh, I'll do it in a Was you there when Rodney do, uh, raced at uh, Bowman Gray? I went when Rodney went. I know you um, were there, Corey. Yeah. You know. Driving Mike Robertson's car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. If he it, had a ball. Oh, yeah. He I don't did. care he if it's it. a mini stock or if it's <laughs> one of the limited cars or even a modified. You know, I'm down to do it at least once. Like we, can, I, we can make it happen. I want to. I won't take my stuff up there, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say that I blame you there. <laughs> I mean, it'd have to be a lot of fun to go race there, I would think. You know, I – I struggle sometimes. I go quite a bit, you know, on our off weekends and watch. And I've been up there sometimes. I'm like, man, this is cool. This is what people come to see. And then I've been up there sometimes and like, the racing really ain't the racing that I, I'm used to. Right yeah. So, you know, but bottom line, it's exciting. And people enjoy it. And people come and watch it. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of people go and enjoy that. You'll yeah. see generations sitting together. Right, right. Four, five generations, no doubt. Well, and and it's the same, you know, just the fans are the same as the, the drivers. I mean, like, the people that race there, there ain't many new ones. Mm-mm. Like, they've been racing there forever. Yeah, yeah. There's there's not some kid, up-and-coming kids that's going to Bowman Gray a whole lot. No, no. I, right. Most of them ain't, uh, ain't got guts enough to uh, go there. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Bobby McCarty said that uh, that <laughs> Corey will be your PR guy when you go to Bowman Gray. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I'll be his PR guy. I'll tell you something else I want to do. Bobby can hold my stuff and walk around. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, Bobby can spot for me. Uh, I'll tell you something else I want to do, and Corey ain't going to like this, but I want to drive a dirt car. My dad, my dad started out racing dirt, and I, I love, I love some dirt like my racing, and that's something I'll is race on. Corey, race dirt Corey car. don't understand racing. I've never he been to. Understand. I've been to three eleven. Okay, but that's not going to the track. Got, okay, I, I got, <laughs> I'm I, just gonna go ahead and take. I got Mike Fulps saying MF are on the on the PA, <laughs> got kids and everything drunk. I mean, you know, <laughs> right? Now, if you want to go to a real a real dirt race, we'll go to a real dirt race one day. That, it's what, not going to be at three eleven. What's that one in West Virginia? The, uh, oh, I mean, there's several in West no, Virginia. That one is, Tyler County is yeah, the Tyler most badass yeah, yeah. racetrack yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Period. Beckley Motor Speedway is really incredible. Uh, Princeton's a pretty good little racetrack. Ohio Valley's really good. Uh, I-77's hit or miss. But, I mean, they have some really, really good. El- Elkins is another one that's mm-hmm. another really good race. Oh, yeah. They got dirt, dude, they got dirt tracks everywhere, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah they uh, and, and the dirt racing up there is spectacular. Last time I, I went, they had full fields and everything. Um, you know, 
really awesome. Now, one time I went to Tyler County, which I've been there many times, but went there for the Hillbilly 100. Yeah, that's, that's the one I heard about. That's the that's the biggest biggest race in that area, yeah. obviously. Um, and we went there, and it rained a little bit throughout the day, and, and it's a two day event. We was there till 7 a.m. <laughs> okay, we left. They were still racing. They only got finished racing because somebody went through the wall and the fence on the backside, and they had to fix it. Oh, that's wow. the only reason. Um, I went to 311 one time this year, and I had a race the next day. It was on a Friday night show. I think I got home. We got home like 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. That, nah. That's one of the tough things about dirt. It fits my lifestyle. I can go ahead and tell you that dirt racing fits my lifestyle way better than going to a 9 a.m. practice for a car store race. Oh, I can tell you sure. that. Late, I, I didn't know that 9 a.m. existed, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> is, 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 is your dad going to drive any more anything or – mess with the vintage cars or anything or man he's he could you know he he'd still have it it wouldn't take much for him to get well, back i mean in i didn't know if he'd do plan it. do it every once in a while no. you know you got he's, friends and stuff he's enjoying what we're doing and really? he gets just as much satisfaction out of working on the car and going to the track with us uh i don't i don't really think i you'd see him driving much more yeah because years i mean years past he drove, he drove monk stuff some you know yep Right. A um, couple people, you know, chiming in here. I'm going through the, some of the comments. Uh, Tyler Williams says the best part of Bowman Gray is the people watching, and watching the people is definitely entertaining <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, Steven over here in the crowd, he says that dirt is for growing potatoes. And, and it is for growing potatoes, but you can also race on them. Um, <clears throat> uh, Bobby McCarty says that he will be your spotter. And uh, Troy McCarty says that Corey is always looking for someone to carry his purse. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned a lot of the Virginia uh, the uh, dirt tracks. My buddy Dave C at the Virginia Motor Speedway in Saluda is top notch, and of course Mason Dunn chimed in with that. But yeah, my buddy up here, Dave C, he is the man. That is a top notch facility. Yeah, I've always heard good stuff about that place yeah. up there. Yeah, I, I've I've never been. That's one of the, one of the few dirt tracks I can think of that. Of course, I've never been to anything over there. I've never been to Langley. I've never been to Dominion. Never went to Old Dominion. Southampton's as close as I've ever got to anything. We're going there. this year. I know. We we'll, we will announce we will announce that later. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's amazing. It, it's amazing how many tracks uh, you know I've been to in in all these states and never been over there at all. And and Langley Speedway is about as inviting of a place as you'll ever have. Oh, you know? it's it's one. I mean, it's a nice place. I just I hate that it's so far away. I have to get a passport right. to get there. I mean, it took it took forever. <laughs> I mean, it said, it's a long ride. Way said four and a half hours, and like six hours later, I'm still. I had to fill up twice. No lie, I had to fill up twice on the way up there. But what once I got there, it's the most beautiful track. Uh, Bill Mullis is like, he, I hit like I was some movie star or something. He was like, want to shake my hand every 15 seconds. Yeah. But he was the nicest guy ever, you know, yeah. and like everything's accommodating and yeah. beautiful place. Yeah, it, it is. is. Super, and super the whole, nice area, the whole area is beautiful around it, too. Yeah. Super nice people. I mean, if I knew Shane Laws was uh, on, I'd talk crap about him. But, I mean, you know, since I ain't seen him on here, I ain't going to talk anything because I don't really mean it. But, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, great uh, – Great. Yeah, looking forward to going out there. We're we're definitely going to be there for the Hamlin race. I am definitely coming, despite what Mason Dunn said. I definitely won't be there for the Hamlin race. Yeah, well, <laughs> I got to take two days off of work to do that. Well, you gotta you're gonna I'll, have to you I gotta get your priorities in order. Plan ahead, save if up. If somebody wants to pay for me to go, I'll go. But man, it just costs so much yeah. money. Well, you heard it here. He's uh, looking for sponsors for the uh, Hampton Heat. <laughs> Bill Mullis will be calling you. That's the Denny Hamlin race. I'll probably do yeah. the Heat regardless. He's looking yeah. for sponsors yeah. for every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what Doc's doing over here. But, uh, we're, we're trying I to have, have a radio show. Your wife. You might want to check on your wife over here. Eh, she dies. She dies. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> it was a good line. Anyways, um, 
I don't have time for that right now. Um, <laughs> Tyler Williams wants to know uh, about your uh, on-track rivalry with uh, Brad Allen, with your dad's on-track rivalry with Brad Allen. Who did my dad not have a rivalry <laughs> with at some point? Wow. I don't know. I mean, he's literally about as hard-nosed as Rodney Cook was, so – yeah. Um I mean they used to they used to have it out. Yeah, I think uh, I think we've had scuffles and arguments with, with a little bit of everybody. Gary Young, SPY. Brian King, all of them. I've had Gary Young, yeah, so mad at me and <laughs> I I seen him uh I seen him a couple weeks ago, man. He's 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 got a business. Everything's going really good for him, but yeah. man, we can get along really great now. Prayers going out to him though cuz yeah, uh, I've yeah. seen his granddaughter and him they got in a wreck yep. this past week, so But yeah, I mean okay with that. For sure, I mean Brad Allen. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty fun. And then I got to race against Brad, and uh, of course, you know, Dad and Brian King. That was a that was a big deal back in the '90s and 2000s. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there for a while, it was them two winning all the races. Yep. So. Yeah, Brian King. It, it probably has had a rivalry with a little bit of everybody that's ever raced a modified there for sure. Hate hate that he's not uh, racing anymore. Um, I guess you know, getting caught cheating will do that for you sometimes. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, Mason Dunn says uh, that he'll believe that I'm coming to uh, uh, the Hamlin race when I get a speeding ticket in Hampton. Lord, I don't need any more of those. I've spent enough money in the last five years. I've probably spent enough money to pay for your racing for the next five years off of tickets. So. I was with him one night. We leave the Hamlin race at Richmond. <laughs> yeah. We're flying down the road. Mike Neff's in the front seat with a computer we were on. And I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know in Virginia you can't have an open screen in the front seat, a phone, anything. Really? So the yeah. cops pull us over. Yeah. But luckily, the cops knew who race 22 was. Because <laughs> yeah. Layla said, how do I get out of this ticket? Because there's already like 70 and a 55, <laughs> something else. The cop it was at bad. Him. cop looked at him. He said, free stuff. He said, what do you mean? He said, free T-shirts. So he's like, we opened, so we opened up the back on the side of the road. Oh, I got them. I'm sheriffs. like, Yo, get that stuff out. Come on, yeah. hurry up. So gave all T-shirts, and they let us go. It was great. It was great. I mean, yeah. and there was cops pulling up everywhere. I mean, yeah. it was like four or five. I mean, we have handing out T-shirts. Yeah. I've gotten out, I've gotten out a couple of That would of never happen to me ever. No. <laughs> oh, I sure could have used some of that swag uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> For sure. <clears throat> I don't know if it would have worked where you were. Probably not. M- most people in the Winston area don't like don't him. like race twenty two because of Corey. Well, so. yeah. I should have told him I know Corey, and I bet he'd let me off. He would have been in jail. <laughs> he would have locked you up. Was was it was it a Winston cop? Yeah. Well, then you would have been fine because Winston cops love me. Corey thinks everybody loves him. No, the Winston cops love me because I actually wrote a story about him one time. Remember? No. Yeah. <laughs> do I remember? Do I remember you writing a story? That's been so long, yeah. <laughs> dude. Yeah, we don't even have archives of that stuff. Okay, that's how long ago that was. It was while. on paper. It's been a while from a typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> uh, Chris Holmes wants to know if uh, if Jerry still has his modified. He does. Yeah, it's still at the house. Uh, we've probably robbed about every part we could off of it to run our <laughs> So it need a lot of help to race. It you. does. Well, it's um. Yeah, that chassis was built in like 1989. It was built uh, by Warrior Race Cars, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been updated many times throughout the years. And uh, it would just—I doubt we could do enough work to it now to kind of make it where it would pass safety inspection and stuff for the races now. But um, I thought really hard about building another modified last year or two, just because Ace was coming back and it's affordable. And uh, you know that's what we started. That's what my dad always did. But uh, I do have a special place for modified racing. 
Yeah, I mean, that's uh, definitely, you know, you said that's where you cut your teeth, and obviously your dad spent so many years there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a big modified fan. Never have been. I, Ace modifieds are pretty good. I do mm -hmm. like them. And they, that's they my, that's my experience is the Ace modifieds. I mean, that's we got out of that to get late model racing so we could go late model racing so we could go to yeah. other tracks. I mean, when you race a division that's just at one racetrack, you're stuck. Yeah, yeah. And, um, oh. man, it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah, I'd love to drive a uh, tour car one time. Even at, if it's at the stadium, I'm yeah. like, come on. <laughs> Dylan Houser chiming in, and he's correct. He said that uh, Corey's stories consist of a paragraph on Facebook. And sometimes an unreadable <laughs> paragraph on Facebook. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Maybe uh, giving him hell will uh, get him out of retirement. He, he, You know, when he does write, give him credit. He, he's had some of the most... Um, far-reaching stories that we've had on Race 22, you mm -hmm. know, back 15 years ago when he used to write. Mm -hmm. um, you know, <clears throat> there was uh, there was a lot of, you know, most of the people that he wrote about were retired, though. You had to get him a new generation of uh, racers here. I thought Speedy and Rodney kept him busy there for a couple years. Yeah, they did. For sure. <laughs> Speedy and Rodney for sure did. And Dustin. Yeah, that whole deal. Yep. Anything with Rodney. Yep. I got a perfect crying towel for him. <laughs> Still the best interview ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They want to wreck cars? I got four of them. Let's go. <laughs> That's a direct quote. <laughs> they want to wreck cars? I got four of them. <laughs> Tear them up, I'll fix it. My my favorite was uh, when he was talking about uh, hitting a man. Hitting a man That's going the into the corner. Yeah, yeah, I know. I knew it was. Hit a man, hit a man <laughs> going into the corner. That's wrecking a guy. Hit him, sit her off. That's called racing. Uh, and, and talking about he has a whiny father. That was yeah. that was a good line too. Yeah. I mean, not not to you know I, I like them you know so yeah I, I like against them. But yeah, <clears throat> um, this is true too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, Mason Dunn said that uh, Corey is the one journalist well, that Alan Deeks doesn't hate. Say that again. Uh, he said that Corey is the one journalist that Alan Deeks doesn't hate. He don't talk to me. I don't know. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think that's uh, false. Just saying. Not count. the part about him not talking to you. I'm I don't sure care the so I don't know nothing about it. Uh, Justin Mincy, we're talking about the Ace Modifieds. Justin Mincy said that the Ace Mods are always compared to the SK Mods um, and that they're awesome race cars, and they definitely are. That's and, and I think a lot of times you get divisions like that, like the limited races at a lot of these racetracks are way better than the late models. You know, and, and Modifieds, I mean, the Tour Mods, I've never enjoyed them, but I enjoy the crap out of the Ace Modifieds. And even when they've went, you know, kind of in a series-type deal, you know, they've been really good. They're a lot of fun to drive, too. I mean, you definitely can tell they're a lot faster and a lot dartier. And some tracks are just suit them better. Ace is a right. perfect track mm -hmm. for them, I think. Right. It's a good race. Now, you're talking about that chassis being too old. I think Modified chassis, people use old modified chassis more than any other cars though don't they it's got some small bars in it that would have to be uh, made bigger because i like burt meyer's car he runs at bob gray's like a 88 model or something yeah it's got some inch and a half bars in it well gotcha <clears throat> um mason dunn said that he he loved rodney versus uh, McReynolds at uh, Southside. it wasn't rodney it was marcus well, ambrose yeah but he was in he was, he was in, in rodney's car, car. yeah yeah, that's the craziest person I ever met in my life. <laughs> Marcus. Yeah, he was choking he was choking the life out of the kid where he was kicking kicking the, the pedals and stuff, choking him to death. And I said, Well, how's the car? Oh, it's great, mate. And I was like, he just starts, <laughs> he just he just starts smiling. I said, Ten seconds ago you were choking a band to death right there and he just never said nothing about it. I said, oh, that's dude's crazy. Wow. It's yeah. a funny story. I don't think 
I don't know. I guess I can say this at this point, but Marcus never paid Rodney for his tire extra tires he bought for that race. He didn't. Nope. And gave him his car. Gave him his car, car and then bought some tires and stuff. And I guess he's back in Australia, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. <clears throat> that was an interesting tidbit we didn't expect to get. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could see stuff like it happening though. Oh, man. Uh, next week, um, not that we're wrapping up right now, but uh, next week I wanted to let everybody know that we're having a kind of a roundtable discussion next week. Uh, I've got um, uh, Kenny Hunley, who's a former um, NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series uh, director. Um, got him coming on. Uh, Mike Bushy is coming on. Um, I don't know what his official title He's on here, so he'll, maybe he'll tell us what his official titles are here. Uh, babysitter, probably. The man. Um, he's the man, for sure. No yeah. doubt about that. He's sure. Um, yeah. He, oh, uh, he's real sharp, yeah. But he'll be on, and uh, Scott Kilby, uh, former Hickory Motor Speedway uh, um, tech man, he will be on. So we'll have those three minds here, and I've actually got one other one other guy that I'm trying to uh, trying to get up. I love with. Scott Kilby. I never forget when they announced he was going to be the head tech guy at Hickory. All the drivers was like, "Oh hell." Yeah. Everything we've done, he's already done. Oh it. yeah, but he doesn't live that. <laughs> he's done <Yeah>. this. <laughs> Guarante- well, that's like going to Ace. I mean, you can pull something over Robert Turner that he hasn't done. Nope. There is uh, no, no way chance. in the world. <laughs> no. Uh. Uh-uh. He's been there, and done that on all those things. Yep. That's right. Um. Uh. Looking. Looking ahead. Uh, looking ahead. Uh, you know, first. First. Well, the next race, I guess, we'll cover. I've looking at overlooking the icebreaker there uh the next race <laughs> um <clears throat> that we're gonna cover <laughs> over here in the crowd uh chiming in uh zach Bruinger says uh lynn carroll and uh that's gonna that's probably gonna be a no um <clears throat> i'm just thinking he's not coming here to talk to us um <clears throat> but uh the next race we're gonna cover is the uh 10,000 to win limited race at uh greenville pickens um man I'm, I'm looking forward to getting down there i always like going to greenville when is that? man uh that's march 2nd um, Anthony Anders, you know, since he's taken over, I never, well, I went once or twice before he, uh, before he took over, but, uh, you know, he, he, he treats, I don't know if he treats all the media like this. I assume he does. Uh, but dude, when we roll in, man, he is fantastic. Really? You know what I mean? He treats us, you know, anything you need, whatever you want to do. I mean, dude, I get to be a part of the tech process down there. You know, I'm just standing, <laughs> I'm just standing here. Look, of course, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at anyways. So it don't really help me a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, they're over here cheating. I don't know it. I'd like to go check it. I've been there one time my entire life. Yeah, that'd be. A, yeah. I think that's going to be a good race. I mean, just reading, you know, different uh, limited guys, um, <clears throat> you know, talking about, um, you know, just talking about their uh, <laughs> Jeff Bomar. He uh, he knows exactly who I'm talking about. The other dude is because he said good luck with that guy. Um, <clears throat> But, uh, you know, that limited race I think is going to be really good. I've watched them, you know, on Facebook just talking back and forth, you know, some of the limited guys talking about going to that race. I feel like they're going to have a really good field. And and I feel like their fields down there at uh, Greenville are, are growing, uh, you know, quite a bit, you know, anyways. And I think they've made some good moves getting Rick Hunter in there as the uh, tech guy. Um, was talking to uh, another guy that's uh, going to have three cars in that race uh, today. Um, so, I mean, looks like uh, looks like they're definitely going to uh, <clears throat> going to have – Oh man, I gotta stay off these comments because they make they crack me up. Um, <clears throat> but uh, looks like they're gonna have a really good. And, and Zach Bruinger chiming in from over here talking about uh, you know how good uh, Greenville treats the racers, and he was telling me a story you know about going down there uh, last week. I won't repeat it, uh, you know, because it's not you know my place to. But uh, you know, just talking about how how you know good they treat their racers, and you know they pay really good down there. Uh, so hopefully they have a really good season. 
Yeah, it'd be good to see. I've only been there once. I went to a K&N race, I think, Joey Logano won. I went um, to the only thing I remember, I went to a UAA race, and Roger Lee Newton rode over top of Jamie Jamie Caudle's car, and then yep. wrecked him, and then parked in his pit and got out and just stood there. Yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah hey, you, you was called the race. Yeah, and uh, Corey LaJoy uh, was on fire going into yeah. three of on them. Top of Kenneth Hedden's car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun night. Yeah, that was a lot that of stuff spectacular. out there. It was spectacular. Jake Crum win that race? I think so. I believe so. I'm not 100% on that one, but uh, I believe so. Uh, Mason Dunn said that uh, live from Franklin County Walmart. I don't live in Franklin County. Thanks. Um, <laughs> it's Fight Night USA with with uh, Lynn Carroll and Langley Austin. I seen him in Walmart. That was the Salem Walmart. Um, <clears throat> but uh, there won't be no fight. But he had his camo on. He did. He's uh, he's hunting. So he had he a gun. Was stealth. He had a gun, and I didn't. So there wasn't gonna be no fight. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh. But uh, getting back, uh, you know, to talking about you, Thomas, uh, you know, just, man, glad glad that uh, we got you on here tonight because, um, y- you know, j- you know, despite the fact that, you know, you're one of the low-budget guys, I mean, you you race everywhere. And, I mean, you go all over the place, and you run pretty good everywhere you go. Yeah, I mean, that's it, that's the whole reason we went late mile racing is just to kind of go to different tracks. You know, you don't really know how you stack up. You know, you, you see so many people get so good at one track, and then they – can't go anywhere else and be competitive so yeah. i mean and it's it's been a struggle you know my f- first race at south boston i think i uh, went like 13 laps down in a green flag race and uh you know went from that to competing for wins this year and uh this past year and uh you know when you know getting lapped at ace to winning a race over there so um you know it's it's definitely uh it's definitely enjoyable it, it makes it enjoyable when you can go other places and try try stuff out is there any tracks you raced at that you would like to go race at? Motor that, you, mile. that you haven't raced. That you haven't raced. Uh, that he hasn't raced. Yeah, that's what I hadn't raced at Myrtle Beach yet. And you'd but like I, to do I that. will. Uh, I keep saying I want to go to the 400, but I usually have a tore up car or two broke after Martinsville to yeah. go. Um, I hadn't been to. Uh, I hadn't raced at Greenville Pickens. That'd be pretty cool. I've seen that place one time, and I thought that was a really neat place. I mean. I pretty much – I haven't been to Kingsport. I've been to Watch, and uh, I think I would like that. I could see that fitting my driving style a little bit. Um, yeah. Now it's that it's kind, kind of races like Ace, I mean, as far as, like, braking and all that. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty physical, too. I mean, people say I'm physical yeah. all the time, so I think I could get in there and do pretty pretty good, hold my own. So, yeah. um, I tell you, this is not late model, but the most fun I think I've probably had racing was I did a sports car race at VIR one time. And really? that was a lot of fun. Um, How did you do that? I it's the Chump Car Series. The team I drove for. Oh. The team I drove for had a full-on built, you know, race car. He's a guy had an unlimited amount of money to put into it. I think you know those kind of cars. You know, they start with like five hundred or thousand yeah, dollar yeah. cars, and then you're you're penalized for however much more you have in the car. I mean, this car had to have the most penalty out of the whole. You know, yeah, all the cars there, but man, that was a blast. You know, getting to run that f- the full course Road and racing, um, yeah. you know it's a 24-hour race. You know, I got uh, a whole full hour and a half stint in, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I I would love to go back and race at VIR again. All right, you ever been to Anderson? I've never been there. I've only seen it on YouTube. Yeah, cool, I didn't figure so. you'd been there. <clears throat> Yeah. I mean, being a Friday night, then they really don't have any Saturday night races to speak of. Yeah. So. No, I'd, I'd like to, you know, obviously there's tracks I'd like to go to. I'd like to go to all of them. I want to go to Dominion. I think, uh, you know, that's, with Phillip and Peyton running up there pretty good, you know, I like to think I could go up there and race too. So, um, 
you know, it seems like a pretty cool place. It's a long ways from home, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Philip didn't fare too well when he went to Anderson. Anderson. He, he never he never raced, but uh, he didn't look very good in practice. So <clears throat> he uh, got rained out that night. But uh, um, <clears throat> Bobby McCarty said that uh, Kingsport is nowhere uh, nowhere close to A's. Well, in proximity for sure. Um, <clears throat> I guess he would know. He's raced there. Right. He's raced <laughs> in both. Um, <clears throat> so, but yeah, uh, Will Bellamy uh, chiming in. He is uh, the PR guy at uh, Kingsport, and he helps us out at Race 22 some. Uh, he says uh, he definitely wants you to come up. And, uh, I'd love to. I actually, my uh, I had grandparents that lived up there uh, in Nicholsville. It's probably about 30 minutes from Kingsport. So we would go up there and um, – spend some weekends up there you know my whole life they've passed away now so i don't get up there we went uh two years ago um was the first time i went to a race up there and we went up one weekend just to kind of reminisce and spend some time yeah. up there for the weekend and uh that was uh it's a cool place I yeah mean, i mean they uh, have it. karen takes great care right. of everybody it's awesome right. to go there tons of cars tons of fans they have really good fan count there you know there for a while they had such specific track rules that you know it kind of made it hard to yeah, come in yeah. you know you yeah. had to have shocks and they did and different they tires and years, stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. but i think now they've kind of gotten a little they bit are. closer to kind of what what we run you know everywhere yeah yeah, they uh, definitely. Bobby McCarty says that you use three times as much brake there as you do at Martinsville. So. I better buy some pads in. I can, <laughs> you know, I try to I try to make that stuff last as long as I can, but I'll have to come off some money to go up there and race, I guess. Yeah, they uh, and they do have two Saturday races in case you're you know really interested in going up there. Uh, they open up on Saturday, March 23rd, and then they run the next uh, Saturday, which is the 30th, and uh, then they switch to uh, Friday nights. <clears throat> Um, <clears throat> Mason Dunn said he hadn't been to uh, Kingsport since Pope and uh, Nate Monteith was the hot rivalry. Man, I wish I'd like to have both of those guys back there in a rivalry again because that was uh, pretty. That was a good time at uh, Kingsport, you know. Yeah. Uh, th- those two, um, and then you had you know everybody else that raced there. Lee Tizzit, you know, everybody yeah. was in the mix that yeah. year. You know what I mean? And those guys, I mean, they'd come to Martinsville and be be some of the top drivers there. I know. I think in recent years, uh, Chris Van Dyke and. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chad Fincham, whatnot. Yeah. They win at Motor Mile or you know wherever right. they could go race at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Van Dyke has. Uh, I don't know why he's always been good at Martinsville. I mean, he finished second to Jamie Cottle in 2002, 2003 yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, probably should have won that race. I think he was a little too uh, nice that day, which is not was not usual for him back then. Uh, now he's a whole lot you know less aggressive, but uh, less you know, aggressive. Did you see his car? <laughs> okay, I, I, I understand. I understand. Look like, look like a Wheeling modified when it started to race. <laughs> Compared to him back then, <laughs> he is less aggressive today. I got you. <laughs> uh, but uh, hell of a racer for sure. Um, Matter of fact, what did Jamie Cottle the one? Yeah. Do what? What Jimmy Cottle the one that he got? Yeah, the heat race? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Jimmy Cottle. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. He should. should have done he, that for the maybe, win. He was thinking about that Martinsville race. Maybe, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I would have much rather done that for for a win than yeah. uh, for the first race, first lap of the heat race. And I don't, yeah. I don't even remember exactly what happened between the two of them. I don't it was know the first, yeah, it was first lap of the heat it race. It was the first lap. Of the heat I remember race, what so. Jamie Cottle told me what happened. Yeah, um, I got torp in that deal too. Did you? Did you? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, any time you get a wreck that early, there's gonna be a lot of cars getting was, some damage. It was what the first lap of the first heat race, I think. Yeah, first something lap, like that. First going lap, turn three. going in turn three. Yep. It's crazy that, how that happened. That's the year that uh, Josh Oakley went over me at Martinsville, and uh, I had to my roof ripped oh, off yeah. up there. 
Yep. That was the first year I didn't make the race. Speaking of uh, Josh Oakley, uh, somebody was chiming in a few minutes ago, and I can't find it now, but uh, somebody was chiming in a few minutes ago about all the work that they're doing at Orange County trying to get ready for the 30,000 30, to win race. Uh, I, I expect they you know, got a lot of work to do to uh, try to get it. You know, over the last few years, they hadn't really done a whole lot of work there. Um, but I, I know, uh, I can't remember the dude's name. It works back pit gate, and he works at Ace, too. Donald. Yep, that's it. Donald, yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, he told me they was going to be doing a bunch of painting and trying to get the place uh, spruced up. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot of cars there for 30000 to win. I wish so bad they'd repave that place, but, man, it'd be scary fast. They oh, repaved it, it. Good lord. Wow, That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be We'd have to run on, on 75s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You run those uh, F-80s that they were on out there in Tucson or whatever. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited about that race. You know, just the way the whole car, Cars Tour is doing a really good job of, uh, you know, the way they're promoting their races and stuff. And that whole race, that, that that's going to be a really spectacular event, I do believe. I mean, I really, I really hope I, I plan on doing it. You know, I mean, if everything works out, you know, I plan on doing it. That's, I mean, Ace um, – Orange County is a little bit closer to home than Ace is. I yeah. just hadn't raced, up, you know, as much there. And, uh, I mean, it's one of my favorite tracks. It's fast. Yeah, as a driver, drivers always – I've never I've never met a driver that said, I don't like that place. Mm -mm. Everybody loves it. Yeah, Chris Holmes says that they're fixing the cracks there. I don't know if that means they're sealing uh, like uh, Hickory does. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really – not <laughs> I'm not really not really sure. Uh, I'll tell really you, sure what they're doing it's there. been four or five – well, probably five or six years ago but i cooked a motor one night because a piece of asphalt went through the radiator and uh i didn't i didn't know it you know once it, once you lose all the water in the engine your water temperature gauge doesn't work yeah. so you had i had no way of knowing it got hot until it blew a head gasket it popped yeah. yeah so i mean it track it's an awesome track and i love i love the you know characteristics of it how it's wore out it's a driver's track you know and you gotta pace yourself and it's still fast but you know, it is. We've gotten a lot faster than I think the the asphalt can kind of hold. So. The, the, the cars technology has outwent the tracks. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of that you know could be fixed by, you know, changing tires. You know, changing down to a treaded, you know, nine inch tire or something. You know, something where you wouldn't have to change. You know, so <clears throat> I think that would, uh, I think that would help a lot. Uh, how, how have you run in the past there, at at Orange County when you've run? I'm pretty good. I mean, I run for uh, points up there in 2015 until about August, I think, um, when I started racing around a little bit more. Um, I mean, I, I love that place. It's the, you know, until South Boston got paved, it was uh, the the biggest speed sensation track we go to. Uh, it's just fast. Qualifying there, taped up on stickers, is something you can't describe. And then uh, South Boston got repaved, and it kind of topped it. Um, but uh, it's definitely a, a fun track to drive. Uh, Daryl Carver, who uh, was the limited champion there last year at uh, Orange County Speedway, he said that uh, they were that Orange County was playing with the idea of concrete in some of the bad places around the track, which it's a good idea. I mean, that's uh, that's the fix we used at Franklin County. I can tell you that for sure. We had a lot of a lot of concrete there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that's why the Martinsville turns are concrete because they couldn't keep down. If I'm yeah, not, maybe true. I, I, I think I mean that's what I heard. So. They did that so long ago. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's because they couldn't keep the asphalt down. Yeah, probably the load of the cars going in the corner. Concrete's so really hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I look uh, look down and uh, see uh, Mike Jones talking about Kingsport lawn lawnmowers and CE Falk. So uh, I don't really know what's going on in the comments anymore. <clears throat> um, 
Oh my gosh! I Mate. see Mike Jones chiming in. You see Mike Jones? Yeah, yeah. that's who said that. That's who said that. So. <clears throat> Thomas saw him in his mirror. <laughs> 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 wow! <clears throat> wow! Oh man, uh, is there anything that we haven't asked you about that you thought we were going to ask you about tonight? No. Just uh, I think we covered everything. You know, I just I wish. Uh, I wish a lot more people got to experience racing the way I get to do it. You know, I find it a privilege that I get to do as much work myself and try to understand how everything works and fab it myself. You know, it's real, it's real tough. Sometimes you race against these, these kids or I call them kids. I mean, I'm 29 now, but um, they don't have an idea what it takes to what goes into these cars. I mean, they, they're not the, person that's there beating the crush panels out after they door each other coming to the green flag under one to go and stuff like that i mean it's just i wish more people you know got the privilege to understand a car and get to drive it too um it's definitely something i enjoy well we've kind of you know talked to the previous two guests that we've had about you know what they would do, you know, to try to fix things. You know, they've kind of come up in the course of the conversation. What would you do? I mean, what do you, what do you think, you know, I mean, obviously late model stock car racing's cost is out of hand. It is. Of course, most racing is. So what would you do, you know, to try to fix this? You know, just the the cost to go race as far as your race weekend expenses is just, it's too much. I mean, if you think about the the average person that has a life has a has a mortgage or a house payment you know has normal life stuff you yeah. know when you go and have to spend more than your house payment on a weekend just to show up and race somewhere yeah. i mean how many people can pay two or three house payments a month you know it's, that, that's how i like to compare it so uh that's one of the things that i mean when we go when we pick and choose where we want to race we, we look at that aspect of it more than anything you know is it is it a risk you know yeah, how much is it going to cost of money. to be there yeah. i mean we you know we went to we went to a track a couple of years ago I, I wanted to be careful i didn't want to name any tracks or names or anything but we went to right. a place a couple of years ago and we spent probably twelve fifteen hundred dollars on a on a race and got like 300 bucks for wherever we finished i mean i don't know about you but who can who can take that right. kind of loss yeah. every time you go race so i just wish so bad tracks could kind of get more in line of trying to take care of getting the cost down to show up and race because it's a lot of cars out there it's a lot of people that have cars they just don't have the money to race them um and that's like uh for us that's what makes south boston so great for us you know they pay five hundred dollars to start they're on two tires you spend five hundred dollars to go race you're pretty much guaranteed to get what you spend back yeah and it makes it a whole lot easier to go you know i mean it really does um you know for you to have to go somewhere some of these four tire tracks spend eight hundred dollars to get in the gate and yeah. to get four hundred dollars for fourth place you know i mean there's can only be one winner and right. trophies mean more to people than people realize well, i've always said sure. that any track if you've got 20 cars there's only three or four people's going to win the race right. and those other guys the guy finished 12th every week he knows he's not going to win he's there to have a good time but That's he right. should get something back you know i mean it shouldn't right. be all at the top it takes right. it takes the fun out of it i mean i got burnt out a couple of years ago you know i didn't have a lot of help and we were doing everything ourselves and just struggling and you know it takes money to it, you have to spend money to win money and uh i mean i was i was ready to quit you know it's kind of like cut your losses and move on find another hobby but um then I can say this past year was very rewarding you know it took a whole lot to have the year we had but it was a lot of fun and and, you know it's uh 
it's just something something a lot of places need to to work on to get more cars there um it's you know having a a big payday is great for the guy who wins and yeah i promise you if i won uh the twenty five thousand at martinsville or ten thousand at ace or wherever you know obviously i would i would be very happy to have the money but uh you know it's a lot of places need to figure out a way to get more people there where the people can afford to do it right you you mentioned south boston and all the all the good things that they're doing you know two tire rule f50s is that kind of one of the reasons why you made the decision to stay at south boston versus i mean i know you said you had you know problems getting days you know on time you know because you work and all but is that one of the reasons because you know they were on a four tire track and you know versus the two tires and the, the difference in what it pays definitely i mean it's that's i mean if i had to be honest it's the biggest decision you know why we're doing it because we can afford to race there um you know i feel like i can go and have a chance to win and spend you know i mean i honestly i bought one set of practice tires last year on the first race and practiced on those tires and was top two or three in practice every, pretty much every time until august uh i bought a used set from mark Wirtz that had like 15 laps on them and used them throughout the rest of the year i mean that's you know these tracks where you know you get four tires to race on but you got everybody buying four tires to practice on you feel like you're at such a disadvantage because right. you don't have access to that to kind of help dial your car in you you lack qualifying speed so then you start in the back and then you have to work twice as hard to get back to the front i mean it's just um that's one of the things about the f50 you know people you know i can understand i didn't i didn't make it to myrtle beach but obviously i've been there to watch many races there you know tire conservation races have their place and they can be good anytime you get more strategy into who has the, the absolute best car yeah. you know is a good race but um you know the f50s they're so repeatable so dependable you know you basically run hard every lap as fast as you can go and uh you know i mean that's fun racing too when you can go when you're not having to just ride or you know conserve or not you know not save your tires you know when you can just go and go hard and have a good tire under you i mean it's a lot more fun to me right and it gives you you know an opportunity to practice on them again because of that oh, i mean yeah. like when, when i run franklin county you know we finally got you know a batch of the f50s from south boston and you know i give them to the guys they didn't know they were coming you know what I mean? so they caught off guard and they're all cussing before the race i mean raising hell and then they got them on there and they go out and they're like man this yeah, they, is really awesome it's not that big it's just like a new yeah, tire it is i mean it's a half a second slower it was a half a second from having an, a used f45 to an f50 slower. i can understand that but i mean the tire was great you know i tried a i tried some at ace this year they've been running the 45s and i put a set of my 50s on and uh, I mean, I run 20, 30 laps straight and didn't change lap times at all that whole run really i mean to me that's a it's a good tire you know if you want to if you want to have more people be able to afford to do it i mean that's just my opinion i mean i I wish you know martinsville this past year i had sponsors step up and pay pretty much for my whole trip but um i'd love to see them cut somehow cut some of the tire costs out of there i mean it costs four or five grand to spend on tires just to go race martinsville right if you're going to go to win the race i mean my first year my first year I made the race, we bought one set of tires, and that was a qualifying because that was the minimum yeah. and made the race. But, you know, if you're legitimately going to try to have the best chance to win or do good, I mean, you got to be able to to buy the tires. And I'd love to see them because it's the same for everybody. I mean, obviously, any rule, there's a way around it, and some people are going to figure out ways around rules. But 
Uh, that's just racing. It's a game. But, uh, you know, if they could figure out a way to cut the tire cost from Martinsville, I think you'd get more cars. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day Corey was turning down a beer. Drive home, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I never. Uh, that, dude, I wonder what the hell he does for a living now. Yeah, selling drugs or something. I'm not really sure. Um, <clears throat> Mason Dunn says that uh, Myrtle Beach is a tire money pit. And while that may be true, they have done so many things at Myrtle Beach to uh, save racers' money. And their tire, tires actually cost less there. The um, racers spend their own yeah. money there. I mean, right, you don't, you don't right. have to buy 90 cents of tires there. Right. <laughs> Mike Jones just called Bobby McCarty a silver spoon. <laughs> well, that's not the first time he's ever been called that. Uh, in fact, uh, here last week he got called something similar to that. I got a lot of respect for Bobby. I mean, I, you know, he's, he did it like I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, he just got a break. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, not, you know, he's boasting myself, but I feel like if I got but, the but Before he got the break, they were running good. and They were. Like Troy told me, yeah. he said, oh, what the hell I'm doing, man. They you were know? doing but it themselves. It's just a family thing, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I love to think that if I got the same opportunity he got, you know, I could capitalize on it like he has. You yeah. know, I used to I used to struggle. I can say this now because me and, you know, I've, I've gotten to know Bobby pretty good over the last couple of years. You know, there when he first got in the Nelson car – you know, he started like his driving style changed, and he was really aggressive. And I kind of felt like, you know, dude, you used to like have to fix your own car. Now you don't. Now you drive, you know, a lot more aggressive, and you tear stuff up. But like, you know, then after racing with him this year at um at Hampton Heat, we had a heck of a battle. Yeah. I mean, we he was talking about that last week. We, you know, we slammed each other a few times, and um, I seen I got the video on my phone. I mean, that was probably some of the most fun racing I've had all year. Cause you got somebody like me is just enjoying racing and passing the guy who's leading the car store championship you yeah. know racing with philip and peyton and bobby I and mean, that's the top cars in the whole area and yeah. then here i am getting to race with them and uh you know bobby i mean he's literally he's done a good job i mean he's t- made the most out of his opportunity yeah. to drive the best stuff smooth been real he, smooth he says it was the best battle ever it was that's pretty what good he said about it, so he says that because he come out on top <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> I understand. Uh, uh, Troy McCarty chimed in and said those silver spoons are good for making tea. So, uh, James Benfield, he uh, obviously is late to the party. He says, just man up and come to Bowman Gray. 15,000 fans average per weekend says something. Well, Thomas has already said he wants to come there yeah, and race. I so. would. Corey, find me a car. I'll and do it's it. cheap to race there. I mean, you spend like 40 bucks, you go race there. You buy one set of tires last all year. Yeah. Right. I mean, you got to run the tires 100 laps to even get them where they're even good. Yeah. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. I I've run ever those seen. tires at Ace. I was going to do the 602 race a yeah. couple of years yeah. ago, and that was a blast. I mean, there's no sidewall to those tires, so you're out there. You feel like you're driving it for all it's worth, just all <laughs> over the place. And, you know, the, the more wore out the tires are, the faster they get. It's a crazy yeah, thing. That, uh, that Y3 is an amazing tire. That and the Hoosier uh, 980, I think that's the only two tires we should be running on. You know, of I'm going with that. Oh, Troy says the wooden ones are good for making tea. Okay, I got you. Those, uh, those silver ones ain't good for that, I guess. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think that uh, I think going back to that battle that you guys had at Langley, just hearing both of you guys speak about how great, because he talked about it last week, you've talked about it this week, he says it was the best battle ever. Uh, I hate that I missed it. It was pretty good. I got a video. I'll send it to you. All right. Yeah, yeah I was there. It was pretty good. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, you know, I come from 13th that race and past uh, Greg, Greg Edwards a couple times, past CE. You know, I got to see uh, uh, Bobby and CE's battle, you know, because I was right behind Bobby. I mean, they they were laying on each other, man. I don't yeah. know how. They went down in turn three one time, and I don't know how they both didn't spin out. Um, yeah, that was uh, 
anytime I get to race with those guys, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Bobby said that uh, he said no, it wasn't just because he came out on top. He said that uh, it was uh, fun, gained a lot of respect for you that day, uh, raced hard, kept them straight, uh, and that's how it should be regardless of who's racing. It is. I got out of the car. I was so happy just to finish fourth. You know, I think we hugged and, and <laughs> had a good good chuckle, and that was it. And uh, that was definitely pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we're about to come up on 9 o'clock, and I know you got a couple-hour ride home, so I don't want to keep you here all night. Uh, and we've uh, talked about you know pretty much a wide range of uh, subjects here for sure mm-hmm. um and i want to again tell people that you know next week we're going to have a round table discussion focusing primarily on rules um you know with uh, mike bushy uh scott kilby and uh kenny hunley and i'm sure you know a lot of people hadn't really heard from kenny hunley since you know he uh uh, was let go or quit or whatever happened. We'll ask him next he week. Just you need to get it away. You need to get for Jackie. Sure. Yeah, Jackie would be a good one on yeah, here. I think he we're would. gonna. I think we're gonna go to Motor Mile for a, a show the week of their uh, their first race. We're gonna try to hit a bunch of places the weeks of their first race, many as we can, um, especially the closest ones. Um, <clears throat> so those those will be you know some good shows that'll give us an opportunity to interview you know five six seven eight guys at a time you know and they'll you, they don't have to go anywhere you know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, just on that topic. Uh, with late model, the, the NASCAR aspect of our division not having a, a leader right. for what we do is kind of, at this point, I feel like it's gone a little bit too far for somebody right. to just come in and be able to fix yeah. it. What what right. sport in the world or what kind of organization doesn't have that? I mean, it's, it's yeah. just, to me, it's ridiculous. I just don't understand why have it. Right. Um, you know, I was listening to uh, Speed 51's uh, Morning Bull Ring. Of course, I wasn't up this morning to listen to it, so I downloaded it on my phone and listened to it on the way to the show. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't up. It's 7.30 to 9.30 on Monday, so, hey, check them out. They're a really good show. It's very entertaining. These guys do a great job. Yeah, they do for sure. Um, but I was listening to them. <laughs> I was listening to them earlier, Corey, over here. Just uh, Anyways, um, <clears throat> but I was listening to them, and they were talking about – First, they were talking about modifieds, and they were talking with Ryan Priest about modifieds and how New Smyrna's went from having hardly any cars to the best fields yeah, they've the had in, in 25 the years. The list this year is like 29 cars. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And, and the, the super late model uh, car counts are up, um, and Ryan Priest said it, it. They had already talked about it. But Ryan Priest, when he came on the show, he said that uh, the reason that the car count was up was because Ricky Brooks. He said he come in and he took control of it, and you don't feel like anybody has an advantage over you. So there's somebody, you know, a leader there just controlling it all, and that's that's what we're missing. I mean, and honestly, you know, as much as Lynn Carroll thinks I hate him, and I, and I don't, <clears throat> he he was that guy when he was the head of NASCAR. Yeah. He he had his you know hand on it at all times and was controlling yeah. everything that that went on yeah. and. And he, I feel like sadly he did missed a, that. He did a good job. Well, I mean, it, now it, he's just dealing with the hand he's dealt. Well, good, right. ba- good, bad, or indifferent. You might be. This is what it is. But everybody right. knows this is what right. it is. Yep. Instead of now, you ask a question and you got fourteen people going. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, nobody knows nothing. Well, it's it, it's. I've seen it firsthand. You know, running Langley in South Austin this year. You go one track and one thing's checked a certain way, and you go to another right. track, it's checked another way. You show up Martinsville, it's checked the way it hadn't been checked all year. Yeah. I mean, it's just right. It's stuff like that. You know, I mean, it just. They need consistency, and to the to their credit, I was talking to one of them. I won't call them out by name. They they can chime in if they want to, but I was talking to one of them, and they have been talking. You know, they're trying to have more conversations between, uh, you know, all the tech guys at different tracks. So they're talking about the ways they're checking things and what they're doing and what they're planning on checking. So maybe we're headed in that direction. Maybe they're they're you know 
going there and going to try to get things, you know, across the board. Um, <clears throat> your mom just chimed in, and I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to have to let you go here in a second because she said that your dad's waiting for you at the shop, so you got to hurry up. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I, I believe it wholeheartedly. He, sh- he shows up if I'm, even if I'm not at home. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this last week, but uh, Gerald Harris, the PR guy for uh, the uh, Southeast uh, Super Truck Series, chiming in, talking about uh, their uh, season opener on uh, March 30th uh, at Tri-County. Uh, that's another one that we're planning on. We're actually planning on doing a Friday night show um, before their first race, uh, which would be March 29th. We do that show. We ain't found a location for it yet. So if uh, anybody knows of a good place to have uh, have that down in the uh, Tri-County uh, Hickory area. Yeah. So we got to find a restaurant, hotel, something. <laughs> probably go into Hickory. You know, I'm not really yeah. sure. I think they stay at a hotel there in Hickory. I think it's where they stay. So we'll probably go there. We're going to do a bunch of stuff though. Kingsport. We're going to do a, um, you know, a kickoff show basically for their first uh, their first race, uh, which is their first race is on March 23rd. So we'll do the show that Monday, March 18th, maybe I think is the date. I'm trying to pull it out of the top of my head here. Right. Big think. Yep. So uh, got a lot of planned. I won't. I won't talk about the one at Langley yet. But uh, we'll uh, we'll announce it here in a few days. Talked to Buck Roost the other day about uh, doing it. So we're definitely going to go out there and and do that. Got the producer to take off from work. So got a little bit. Of, got some good stuff going. And uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get to every track in some form or fashion before the end of the year. That's, Bowman, that's we're going to have the radio show. Bowman Gray in the pits. Yep. Uh, they're opening. We uh, we're going to do something the week before their opening race. I need you to find me a ride up there. I can do it. One night we're not racing in South well, Boston. We're going to well, find at, out. At the very least, when well, the first two practices you can come and you, you drive Bo's uh, modified I'd practice. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, modified. Yep, we're, I'm in. I just want to drive there one time. Yeah, we probably have it. We, got, we, we can have it arranged. Can yeah. we get Mike Robertson? I don't know if he's on tonight. We can get him, get him a car or something. He's got 73 cars. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, telling you. We can probably pull one of these cars out. I mean, this truck right here could run in Bowman Gray, couldn't it? See, the, I mean, only, I think. the only stipulation. That truck's outdated for Bowman Gray. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> the only stipulation would be that I'd have to fix it my, you know, the way I fix cars, and I couldn't pay somebody to fix it behind me if I tore it up. <laughs> First race for Bowman, Gay, Bowman Gray is uh, April 20th. April 20th. So we'll do yep. something that week for sure. Uh, Gerald Harris says we should go to Hog Wild Barbecue, so we'll keep that in mind. That and. Good. Uh, um, <laughs> Zach Bruinger said that we're going to need some sponsors to pay for your uh, loyal audience hotels. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these guys, yeah. I mean, I got to give it to them. I got to give it to these yeah. three guys right here at the studio <laughs> audience. <laughs> oh man, Stephen and the two Zachs over there. I mean, we got to give it to those guys because I mean they have they have been stuck through. I mean, even Roger don't show up, but they show up. They okay. got a keg of beer and pizza. They don't I'm give a damn you, about man. this radio show. <laughs> they just want somewhere to hang out for free. <laughs> I'm telling, they, hey, they're having a good time. I mean, and, and that's what we want to grow this into. We want to have more of a, a fan atmosphere in here. And you know, yeah. when I say fan, it's anybody. I don't care who yeah, it is. We tried that last time. We advertised free beer and free food, and then we looked. There's 47 people in the garage. That, that was some interesting time for yeah. sure. <laughs> Had all sorts of people just show up out of the blue. I mean, that's, dude, that's what it's about, though. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I know. I, know. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 our you know. Our goal with the show is to give people information, you know, give give racers a platform to talk and and to have fun and to to, to give our, these drivers a platform to tell their stories. You tonight really loved your story, and I think a lot of people are chiming in about your story and the way you were telling it. A lot of guys you hear. I've been away from the sport for many years now, coming back thanks to Langley, turd. <laughs> um, 
but you embrace it. You, you own it instead of saying, well, I ain't got this. I ain't rich. I ain't that. Right. You own it, and you take advantage of what you got, and you, and you make do with it, and you find success. And you're walking with your head a little bit higher, your chest out a little bit more, because you earned it every inch of it. Right. right. And it feels good, don't it? It does. I mean, especially, like I said, after the year we had, you know, out of the thousands that run for the whole mm-hmm. country and mm-hmm. NASCAR points and then third in the state. I mean, every NASCAR race I run this year was against Phillip. Yeah. You know, and he won a lot of them. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I know I know for a fact, and this, this may be mind-boggling, I'm not going to throw numbers out there, but I know from a very reliable sp- uh, source I spent a tenth of what Phil oh. spent. Oh, yeah, <laughs> easily, easily. A tenth I mean, might be too much. <laughs> it was a, it was too much. But <laughs> just, just, just see if I would have told you ten years ago, we're at Speedway, and I said, you know, in ten years, you're going to be fighting for a championship at South Boston Speedway with Philip Morris and Peyton Taylor. You say, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I first of all, he just said, well, Philip's going to be retired in ten years, <laughs> 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 which ain't going to happen in the next ten years, yeah. if I don't think. But, <clears throat> but I mean, that's 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 pretty big, man. I, I mean, I, I feel like it's a pretty I, – I have a pretty good sense of a comment about it. Yeah. You know? I mean, and you should, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree totally. What's is it? You, you know, you've won a race at, at Ace. Mm-hmm. How does winning a race at Ace and and you know being your first win compare to what you accomplished this season and being able to run right with Philip and Peyton? I mean that that right there. I mean to me, I, I know a win's a win. I mean, so you got a trophy for it. You didn't get a trophy for finishing third to those guys, mm-hmm. but I mean, what's the feeling like? What's it compare? Uh, I mean, it, it's really not a comparison. You know, this year racing with them and, and, and getting a fourth at Langley and all the seconds and thirds I got at South Boston to them, I mean, that's – I used to – we we had a conversation with Rodney. We used to race at Ace in South Boston. You know, he'd yeah. win 10, 12 races at Ace a year and then go and struggle to run eighth or ninth at yeah. South Boston. I mean, uh-huh. it's – not knocking Ace. Ace is just its own place. Like it it's is. a certain. It's just a. Philip came there and couldn't do good. Right. right. Yeah. Got got. I mean, he had good at all. forty-two starting parks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he did that. <laughs> Which is half as many as Anthony Andrews used. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a different. Yeah. It's a different animal. And to go out there and to race at a, uh, Ace hasn't been NASCAR in a few years. So to race at a NASCAR track against guys running for points. I mean, and to have success we have. I mean, yeah. I could have never dreamed it. You know. I mean, I'll never, I'll never go anywhere farther in racing. This is as high as I'll ever go. Um, m- maybe this past year was as high as I'll, I'll ever be. I don't know, but yeah. uh, you know, it was definitely, uh, definitely enjoyable. You know, I've, I've only had my picture made in victory lane of any racetrack one time in my entire life. That was with me. Yep, yep. that was with Thomas. <laughs> Camera hasn't worked since. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Uh, got a lot of people, you know, chiming in on here. I, I think uh, the later we go, they, they seem to really get ramped up. I don't know if they're drinking at home. <laughs> but they really get ramped up with comments on here as uh, as we go along. Maybe we're making them drink. I don't know. Um, <laughs> one, one thing, Mike Bushy chimed in talking about uh, March 9th Car Store opener at Southern National. The week of that, I, I don't think we're going to go down there and do a show from there, but I think the week of that on that Monday, uh, I haven't talked to Chris about it. He, I was you know, trying to get him on you know on an earlier show but uh he went to he went on vacation or something um <clears throat> but i'm gonna try to get chris and jack chris Rakel that is and uh jack mcnelly and uh tony stevens will probably get him on let him talk about you know, you know pit row tv um you know that'll be good and, uh, and then get some of the racers uh coming in here um and i know in the next few weeks we'll probably have brandon pierce and uh lee pulliam on um, you know, they've teamed I, up this year. So I want to chime in on Brandon. You know, it's kind of watching the whole uh, 
the most improved driver this year. And I know right. a lot of people said that, you know, obviously I had a lot of success that I'd never had before. Right. That kid right there, he is just uh, – he's really come to his own. You know, I watched him race that race at Orange County, and uh, he could have easily took out – I think it was Deke to win that race. And the way he raced him, he just earned so much respect for me. I mean, it, I, I get – I'm bad about sometimes making a judgment of somebody just because, you know, they show up and just race and they don't have to, right. they don't have to struggle and work like, you know, some of us others do. But, you know, and I've originally had that thought with him, you know, I'd raced with him yeah. and just to watch him progress and grow into the driver he well, was. It's come this a past long way. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I was the first time I said, I said, this ain't going to be yeah. good, man. I mean, it's yeah. bad. And it's, it went a long ways. I yeah. mean, he's top tier now. I'm a man. I raced sure. with him at, at Martinsville. You know, we run, you know, close to each other at Martinsville a lot. Yeah. Uh, watched him race a couple car store races. I mean, he's really come on his own. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Uh, Roger Johnson just started watching. He ain't said anything, but uh, the place is not burned down yet. Nope. You know, we did have a fire when C.E. Falk, C.E. and Wes <laughs> Falk were on. We had a fire in uh, my garage at my house in Salisbury. <laughs> yeah. The internet box actually <laughs> caught on fire, fire outside, outside the house. Yeah, I remember that. So, literally, somebody went outside to either smoke or pee. I'm not really sure what they were doing. And uh, they come back in and said, you know, the house is, side of the house is on fire. And I was like, whatever. He said, no, the side of the house is on fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll go check it. We weren't on the air anyway so it didn't matter we thought we were but we were well, with C being involved that doesn't surprise me yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure we're, we're definitely uh, that's somebody that I haven't mentioned but that's somebody and I haven't even hit him up yet but I'm sure he'll come he came over there and I'm sure he'll come up here to be on the show we definitely want to get him on the show I don't know when his first race is so I'm gonna have to text him and find out uh, but definitely want to get him on the show I mean you know winter in Martinsville man I wish we'd had the show last year you know <clears throat> Did you need to say something? No. You just looked at me and raised your <laughs> sound over there, and I'm just – I got lost there. Um, but, uh, no, just, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of good things going on, you know, next uh, five or six, seven weeks uh, for the radio show, and a lot of, uh, a lot of really, really good guests, I think, uh, that we're going to have on. We've had three stellar guests so far to start – I mean, hey – in good, pretty good company. Mm -hmm. Had had a good, you know. I think we, uh, you had a really good interview tonight, and uh, you know, it's a pretty good company with the first two that we had on for sure. Yeah, I was a little nervous, and I was like, man, you know, Josh and Bobby, and who's this guy, Thomas? Yeah. But no, it's been it's been cool. I mean, I can talk racing with anybody. You know, I love it just as much as they do. You know, we all have our own specific stories and how we got to where we are and how we how we do it and go about it. And uh, I think it's cool to have everybody's side. Yeah. Totally. And I think, you know, that was the one thing about this show tonight that I was excited about. Like, you know, nothing, you know, against, you know, Bobby and, and Josh, but like, you know, they're a different kind of racer. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? They they race for, you know, fully funded teams. I mean, I know where Bobby come from and I know Josh, you know, ain't, ain't got, you know, millions of dollars either. But, I you know, I knew it would be a different perspective. And that was the most important thing to me about tonight was, you know, to bring that perspective to light of how you race and what it takes for you to race. Well, I mean, I know I said it earlier, you know, you think about Nelson Motorsports. I mean, who wouldn't love to drive for that team? They got right. every resource available. They got the smartest minds working on the cars. They got every engine combination. You know, like I said earlier, I got one engine, and if I had to go out and try to buy a Harrington or a Ford Crate or something, it'd take me two years to save up enough money to buy one. And something would be so different by then, you know, right. I'd be in the same, the same place. Yeah. Um, right. You know, it's just it's a whole different perspective, and – when racing out out money's the guy like me or people that support the series through thick and thin and actually struggle and put in the work, it won't be it won't be racing no more. Right. Yeah. I agree totally. Yeah. yeah and, and your whole, your whole upbringing. I mean, I think you were you were lucky in a sense that 
you know, your dad raced, built all his own stuff. I mean, the three people you've been around, the most coming in, you know, Barry Beggarly, I mean, you hung a lot around him. He builds his own cars. Who does that? Nobody builds it. I mean, he's like, hey, there's some metal. I'm going to build a race car. And, you know, and it's badass and it's fast. Rodney Cook, same way. You know, he works on all his stuff. So you had a sense of that, you know, growing up anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, and definitely my relationship with Rodney was very important to me. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about – uh, I was going to bring this up. My my uh, one of the first times is right after I got my 16th uh, my 16th driver's license at 16. Yeah. I drove up to Rodney's shop. It was for Martinsville practice day, and uh, I was so excited about going to Martinsville because I hadn't been in the pits yet. I was so excited. I left my car running the whole day. I got, I <laughs> parked it at Rodney's <laughs> shop. I parked it at Rodney's shop, got out of the car, and jumped in the hauler because they were waiting on me. And uh, oh, his man. mama called about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we left, you know, 6 o'clock or 5.30 yeah. in the morning. Yeah. 4 o'clock in the afternoon, she's like, Who's, whose car is this out here running? And it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Uh, hopefully gas was cheap back then. <laughs> I, it was. <laughs> Daddy paid for it. <laughs> Yeah, Bobby McCarty chiming in said that his first year in the late model was with a borrowed engine that wasn't even theirs. He said he feels your pain, and that's for sure. I mean, those those guys, you know, we talked about it last week. Those guys, you know, I was at their first, you know, first test he had in limited, and you well, know, became friends with them. And I mean, I seen the way that they were. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was cool that he got you know a shot, and you know, maybe yours is coming one day. You know, with somebody. I hope so. I mean, I'd love to think. I mean, I, if somebody wanted to just help me out and you know, give me some money to race off of, I could do a lot with what I already have. Or if I got the opportunity to go race for one of those teams, I mean, obviously I would jump on it. I mean, it's just it's it's a completely different world. I mean, like I I think I sent you a picture. <laughs> I went to Martinsville this year. I had like four different people's body parts on my car. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, just you know, racing off of used used hubs, used rear ends, you know, body parts and stuff. I mean, it's the way I have to do it, and and I just I don't know any different. I hadn't bought a new body since 2009. I mean, it's just the way I have to do it. You know, otherwise I'd be sitting at home. Gotcha. Uh, Dominic Casola chiming in. Tri County Motor Speedway, of course, for sale. Three hundred ninety-nine thousand. Wish I had that. I'd That's go it. buy it. That sounds like a good deal. Uh, if you didn't have to deal with the, uh, yeah, I seen that Zach uh, chimed in and said he was buying it. Yeah. Which, I mean, the way he spends money on this radio show, shit, he probably could buy it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad to tell you. I mean, if he'd stop spending money here, I guarantee he could. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Race 22 headline. Uh, Steven over here in the crowd says that uh, uh, Race 22 headline this week is going to be that uh, Zach Bruinger buys Tri-County. So, uh, you know, we'll wait for him to uh, sign the contract on that first. I try not to get too far ahead of myself. I have a couple times. Um, But, uh, you know, a bunch of people, you know, chiming in here. And, uh, you know, one of them said that – I can't even find it now. But uh, said that an interesting show would be Zach Bruinger. And we're going to get him on here one week. We're going to see how long he lasts being here every week as part of the crowd. And then we'll put him on. So – (laughs) <laughs> I don't think he's going to give up, though. I think he's going to sit in the crowd and enjoy himself because, I mean, he looks like he's having a good time to me. He does. Yeah. So I don't know how much beer they've drank. I know my Diet Mountain Dew, I need to, I need to <laughs> make a pit stop. <laughs> make a pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting here for a couple hours now. <laughs> about, about the two-hour mark in the show, everybody's got to make a pit stop. So, uh, um, well, I guess uh, – Good Lord, Mason. I'm not even going to respond to you. Um, but it, it, anyways, uh, I guess that's going to do it uh, for us tonight. I appreciate, uh, you know, you coming on, uh, you know, and talking with us tonight. And hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully you win some uh, big races this year and we'll have you on again for sure. That'd be awesome. That's the plan. Good. Uh, Corey, um, you know, glad you came. Wasn't sure if you were going to make it. You know, you got here real late. Well, I had to work because so. I have a job. 
Well, you should I'm, try it sometime. I would prefer <laughs> yeah. to never try that. And uh, I ha actually, I have no intentions of ever trying that. So <clears throat> I enjoy, you know, getting up at noon or 10 or 11 or 1 or 3 or whatever the number is. Yeah. Late yesterday, it was 3. But, you know, it was great, man. It was great. So, anyways, the, the music's playing. The producer is telling me that i got to get out of here. So we are gone. <laughs>